0: Get
2: hey everybody, welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 336 for January 9th, 2020. Hey! I'm your host, Kelly.
0: I'm Adriel. I'm Trevor.
2: And that's it. We have nobody else. Okay. So This is everybody? all we need. Happy New Year.
3: This is all we need. This is all and we you're need. getting everything you need right here, concentrated.
0: And everything you deserve.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Everything, you you paid deserve for uh, everything you paid for as well. Everything
0: you paid for and more or less, <laughs> depending on how you look at your value of money. And time.
2: Um, Did we do the exchange rate for the Americans?
0: It's not looking yeah. good for them. Tur- turns out we owe them money for listening. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did want to say to Dave, I hope you feel better, and, Math- and Matthew, uh, we miss you. New year, Ooh. not here. And to Trevor, um, I mean, you know, I'm here. Trevor's I'm sorry, got a man cold too, but he's I actually else. here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm going to do
0: a lot of that tonight.
2: I apologize. Oh but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, okay, why don't we did uh, do what we did in guns? Uh, what did we did whatever. in guns this week? Did. What? What do we do?
0: Let's let's did did
3: do that there.
0: Why don't we did Stuff. do the do what we did to do with the guns? You're you done? Can you do a, can you do a sling blade impression? I would love you to do the show as you know Billy Bob Thornton. Shut up! You got okay. a pretty mouth. Some people call it a geyser blade. I call it a sling blade. Mm-hmm. Kelly, you like them french fried potatoes?
2: I do like french fries, so I'm um, ketoing, so I'm not doing this. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: Could you please carry on with the show?
2: You guys are the ones Yeah, that this delayed.
1: delay. Come on. This like, is what
0: happens chop, with chop. A, a not strong lead host, right? Just drinking. Okay, you
2: down. know what? Trevor? What? Yes. Shut up. Okay, what really? we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. It's Canada's premier firearms retailer. And um, they have some clearance stuff last, going on in there. La-
0: yeah, last chance clearance. So when they're gone, they're gone. They have things like the Aimpoint Comp M4 Red Dot 650. They got an Archangel um, conversion kit for the 1022, buck 20. They have the ATI one, which is cool, way cooler than the Archangel. It's also a buck 20. They've got a double. What? Why is that guy popping up on my screen? They have a double alpha shot max timer. So it's oh, a, that's
3: cool. That's the watch yeah. one. Yeah, it's a watch.
0: Yeah. It's a it's a IPSC shot timer. Or if you it's play the, a, a lesser game, you can use it for that too, like IDPA or whatever. You could play a, friend, um, a man's
3: game like three gun 2. Yeah. Yeah. Great for that.
0: yeah. Where the where the points don't matter and the rules are made up. Um, so that's two fifty. And then they've got some uh, some some rifles on sale. They've got some actions on sale. They've got targets on sale. They've got optics on sale. They've got uh, one more Sword thing worth Supremes. mentioning. What's that now?
3: They've got the MSA Sword and Supremes. I was just going to... That's,
0: that's the last thing I was going to mention. They've Did you got see the thing the, right next to them? Uh, yes. The motorboating um, mm-hmm. cups for your ears if mm-hmm. you want to upgrade your MSA Sordon. And, and you uh, need to. Kit, yeah, you can for forty five dollars. You can feel like yeah. your earmuffs are basically your your motorboarding is what you're going to do there. Uh, it comes
1: with a
2: hygiene kit
3: too for forty five bucks. That's such a good deal.
0: Yep, Both.
2: it's called soap and water
0: yeah, that's yes. when you actually have green stuff growing on the foam in your hearing protection, it's time to get to this open water.
3: Is that what that uh, is? I thought it was some sort of like conserve like preser preservative in there or something it, no well it's no. it's the, I mean it's cold.
0: like a petri dish next to your ear is what's happening there. There's life that doesn't need to be that close to your ears. so yeah
2: watch and when you spend like three weeks in a row, Actually, it was only really technically 14 days. Uh, When you spend 14 days doing event after event after event and like spending 16 hours in them all day. Clean your stuff. In the summer, you get green things.
0: They also have (laughs) uh, a Tika T3 Tactical 308, a 20 inch barrel, black synthetic for um, marked down from 2000 to 16. Um, and a couple other, uh, Tikas as well. So, some cool stuff there in their final clearance, but, uh, no rain checks when it's gone, it's gone. So oh. check out their clearance section on their website. I'm
2: going to have to check it out. Okay. So what we're going to do tonight is we're actually going to have, a, it's going to be a little bit longer because we've had three weeks, two weeks. How good? long well, we've been off?
1: It's The
0: idea it's going to be an abbreviated show because of what we did in gun will be longer because long. we've been off for two weeks. Right. So what we did in guns is our main topic essentially.
2: Yeah, basically. Okay, so happy new year everybody, but we want to get into what we did in guns. So we're going to go with Trevor first. So Trevor, what did you do in guns this week or um, the last week or the week before?
0: So over the last 2 weeks, all kinds of stuff. Um I cleaned my 26 inch Versamax barrel because I put it for sale because I bought a 22 inch so I certainly don't need that 26 inch um, Versamax barrels are expensive so I'm trying to offset the cost of um, my new 22 inch barrel they, they advertise it as the turkey barrel but if you buy a Versamax tactical it's the same barrel um, mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
0: and only um, this one is chambered in three and a half so um, I don't know that uh, okay I tell you what all the Versamax barrels are chambered in half, but they don't label them all as such. So all the Mm -hmm. tacticals, for example, if you were to take a three and a half, 12 gauge dummy round, um, or something that a gunsmith would use to measure your chamber to define uh, which chamber you have, there are tools for these things, and you dropped it in a Versamax tactical chamber, it would measure three and a half. So if you've been running a Versamax tactical and free gun and not, maxing it up to five rounds of three and a half because your barrel's not stamped three and a half. You could take it to a, um, a gunsmith. There's a letter. A
3: no, there's a letter. There's a letter there's from a little... Remington that I've seen people have. So Some people with for, uh, Versamax tacticals or whatever, they, they use yeah. a letter. They've got okay. it printed and with them because...
0: I would not stuff. do that. Uh, sure, that might work, but I would much rather have it verified by a gunsmith. So take it to a gunsmith, have him measure your chamber, then he can actually take his stamps, stamp your chamber... And he can provide you with a letter from a verifier,
2: right? And I a stamp. We, can not well,
0: argue with the now, stamp? Well, you can if you decide to do it at home with the Dremel. I've decided this is three and a half. <laughs> oh
2: no. god, that
0: could be yeah. done too. It could be, but it doesn't come with a licensed verifier stamp of approval. So, no. so anyway, a little bit of int- of information there for Versa Max owners who may not be aware. You can get your barrel verified and measured to make sure it's in fact three and a half, and go from there. So. Um, so right after last week's show, the next day, um, packed up the vehicle and went to Fredericton for the weekend to hang out with Filthy and Marcel and the boys. And, um, we did our annual pilgrimage to, um, Star Wars with, uh, Snuffy. Oh. Yeah. Um, Friday night, we just did the liquor thing. Saturday, we did Yoda the range. How uh, did what now? Nobody, nobody would have guessed that.
2: No, I said Yoda gets it. Oh, Yoda, Yoda. Yoda. dies. Yeah.
0: If wasn't in this, um, but, um,
2: I was,
1: people
0: yeah, it, no, right? you're not nerdy uh, enough for this conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we did the, yeah, we did the, the hangout thing on Friday and then we did the movie on Saturday. And uh, know. so, so yeah, I did, we did exactly everything I said we would do. We, we drank on Friday. We went to the range on Saturday. Then we went to star Wars Saturday night. And then Sunday we went and shot a steel challenge. Um, strangest thing happened. Um, but- I didn't win. What? Yeah, I know. So Who
2: beat you?
3: Uh, Larry. <gasps> she...
2: Hi, Larry. Now, Larry, like Larry that's, that Larry's a listener. But
3: did you apply the fundamentals and uh, follow your process? Hmm. Because the result doesn't actually matter.
2: <laughs> it does to Trevor. <laughs>
1: that's
3: good. That's
0: good. <laughs> oh, don't use my own stuff against me, <laughs> evil person. Anyway, all joking aside, well, so here's why Larry beat me. Larry's basically crippled, right? He's got like a bum hip, bum knee, bum back. Well, then why Larry. did he beat you? Because it was a no running match. It was a steel match. You just sit in a box, right? Or stand in a box. But anyway, um. No, he just so shot me fair and square. That's all there's to it. I'm just trying to be funny. But I did bring this gun with me. I bought my um, limited custom extreme back from um, Rick right. Crane over near uh, Rick Crane over mm-hmm. in Newfoundland. And uh, um, the you'll never see this. Uh, the listeners certainly won't see it because they're listening, not looking. But if you look if you're watching on the video, there's a pin at the front of the rear sight. And that's what holds the elevation portion into the body of the site. And that pin was walking. So I'd shoot a couple of shots and I have to push the pin back in. So I've since repaired it by staking it with a staking punch. So hopefully it won't walk again. There's another steel match in a month. I'm going to bring it down there for uh, somebody who's switching to classic or, sorry, switching to standard division to try. And uh, hopefully it will stay in well. While he tries it. So anyway, it took me a while to get warmed up with this gun. Having been shooting a double action production optics gun for the last... Uh,
2: so are you saying months. that you're, blowing, you're blaming your equipment?
0: Uh, nope. The gun is fine. <laughs> uh, just I was out of practice with said gun. As the day went on, my stages were on fire. But uh, too little too late. I probably gave away the first four and then... Okay. Oh, But actually... There was uh, So it turns out Larry, and I hope you're listening, doesn't know how to use practice score or how to ask for help, and everything was all messed up in practice score. Wasn't it, Larry? Yes, it was. <laughs> and uh, stages got tossed. And he was joking when he said it, but I don't care. He still said it. I will continue to manipulate these results until I beat you. And in the end... <laughs> The, the, fi- the final copy of the oh. results, he was in fact the winner of said match. So,
2: this is the verifier. I mean,
0: like
3: practice score is all logged though, right? So, even if it's like totally messed up, you can start to piece it together and move yeah. times yeah. to different stages. Unless it's well, we did
0: that. Only the problem is okay, so he went with the steel challenge um, scoring in practice score, and they have names, right? Mm-hmm. And he put the same stage in there multiple times. He put in all eight, choose four, delete the other four, make sure the four you kept are different. And that's where things uh, went, went awry. So okay. um, we had scored stage two on stage, or we scored like stage three on stage four. So I did that thing, Adriel, where you mm-hmm. reassigned the scores to the yep. proper stage. But because it was like stage three was in there twice, it didn't didn't work. Uh, so
3: anyway, I think we ended up losing
0: stage. All of this doesn't matter um Practice a, put
3: in some new features for steel challenge now did you guys every, use them i
0: don't know there's a new uh, version of Proxy score every month and i only look at it on the daily and in, in the summertime so i'm not sure like i'll have to update my tablets and stuff before our season starts and so but anyway it was nice to get it with my standard gun and um it's, it it's, it's still awesome. It's still, I love my, my. Um, it's
2: comfortable to you, isn't it?
0: It is. That's it, Kelly. That's what I was trying to spit out here. It is uh, for me, the most ergonomic pistol I've ever held as far as the size, shape uh, and angle of the grip, um, the location of the controls. It fits me beautifully. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely love it and um the red back is very very similar in all of that respect um
2: still a little different though
0: but the, yeah because the grip is a little shorter on the red back yeah. so that's that's really the only yeah, the only difference so um still so that's a lot of fun and then of course we went to the gun dealer afterwards uh, i I finally bought myself a bag of blackberry full coffee Oh, uh, did you yeah solid mix did you get uh, I got uh, the Canadian as uh f
2: I mean this one's they also yeah. come in Keurig pots. <laughs>
0: uh, Keurigs. Yeah, no, I no, use, Keurigs. No, uh, Keurigs at work. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, well,
3: they're fast. And yeah, they're
0: yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. But uh, I use a regular machine and a French press at home. So. Well, aren't you special? But actually, I am, actually. I know. I make a mean <laughs> cup of coffee. Uh, I was hoping for um, whole bean so I could use my grinder and my French press, but no such luck. Um, anyway, I give it a solid meh. Meh. M- try the AK-47.
2: Not. It's their uh, espresso.
0: I don't like espresso. The darker the bean, the less, the less the caffeine. The longer you roast it to get that bold, roasted flavor, yeah, but it's uh, you're cooking off the caffeine.
1: Mm-hmm. Double don't it care. up. No.
0: Nope. I'd rather drink a medium roast and get a jolt of caffeine out of it. That's, that's where I'm at. So, um, yeah. And what else did I do while I was there? Oh, Filthy almost died. <laughs> what did so, you do? Oh, it, always me. What did I do? You remind me he of my mother. A, I come home with a black eye. And she's like, what did you do to do Of that? No, man. So, I just, hes you he, know, he, he, nothing
2: nothing to do with
0: me. He slipped and fell on the ice. Don't give me that look. He <laughs> slipped and fell on the ice. Oh, he told me old. that.
2: And he banged his head.
0: Right. They and got he, got he got a con- helmet. Con-
2: <laughs> he wasn't wearing the helmet at the time. No, was he? he wasn't.
0: But he had, a, he had a hat on. If he hadn't had a hat on, he probably would have had a laceration on his on his head. So he was taking a shortcut, a kind of beelining from the car to the door in the most direct route, which brought him in front of a car and next to the building and right underneath and, and walked past the um, heat pump. And the heat pump had a puddle of ice under it. And it just snowed, fresh, thin layer of snow. And you know, you know what a Ooh. fresh layer of snow in a parking lot is like over ice? Yeah, yep. oh, he hit that and smashed his head for good measure on the way down. Thought we lost him. <laughs> Thank God he's a clone. We could replace. Did he? Did he actually
2: lose consciousness?
0: No, no, he didn't lose
2: consciousness. Oh, okay. No, no. Then he's fine. Walk it off.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what. He did. That's exactly what he did, you Kelly. Know, he got him. He walked it off.
2: I was talking to him and he's he's telling me all, and then he goes, "Oh yeah, and by the way, I almost died."
0: Yeah, oh, he smashed his head good. Tough bastard.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So anyway, I'm loving these steel matches. Uh, Larry puts on one a month in the wintertime. time. It's only four stages. It's just to knock, to keep the dust knocked off. It's almost like dry fire, but with live ammo. Um, we do a, a, a gunny breakfast. Paul Lombard comes over from Woodstock, and Ken, and um, a bunch of us get together for breakfast. Then we go to the range to do the match, and then we go to the gun dealer to wrap up the day. Um, and it's uh, it's awesome. So now I'm getting been to
2: in... the gun dealer. I need to go there.
0: Um, yeah. When you, uh, if ever you do a maple seed at, at Larry's range in Thomaston corner. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. it's way, way out of your way. If you're just no, at the range, but it's, yeah, if you've never been, it's worth it. Whatever.
2: He wants us to go. So
0: I'm going to try. Um, yeah. And, uh, then I installed a new trigger in Marcel's 1911. So I bought Marcel in 1911 for, I don't know if it was any occasion or just like here's a 1911 go shoot Yipsick and we've been working on it and upgrading it um, ever since and for Christmas I installed an X-Line Vario this is the same trigger bar system that Atlas Gun Works uses and what I really like about this trigger system is you've got your trigger bar that's in 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 the gun and then 1911 triggers come in either straight or curved and the angle of the curve can be different and then they come in short reach, medium reach, and long reach. Well, the way that these guys design their triggers is the trigger shoe itself is threaded onto the bar. It's not staked or welded or pressed in there. It's actually on a thread. So you can start with a short reach trigger. If a medium reach is too long and a short reach is too short, you can fine tune it a couple of turns outward at a time. It's awesome. So install one of those, fitted, fitted it. All that's left now is to do the hammering this year. And uh, that thing will have as nice a trigger as any other 1911 out there. It's quite cool. Uh, And then Casper and I went to the range. um, And I had stopped calling him Casper. But since he took one look at me and said, all right, Skeletor, that's enough weight. You've lost enough weight. You can stop now. (laughs) It's back to Casper. And um, so he sent a couple of slides up to Denis to mill For red dot optics, so we can mount the optic directly to the slide. This puts puts the optic in a much better location on your gun. Plus, it eliminates that whole dovetail slide thing. The optic can come come loose on the mount, and the mount itself can come loose in the dovetail. I saw this happen at the last indoor optic match in Nova Scotia. So, um, Denis milled two of them. We sent them back, and um, he. Reaches out to me, said, "I can't zero it." I'm like, I "Can't zero it? That's odd."
1: Why? All right.
0: Well, I'll get to that. Okay. So, um, got looking into it, and it was like, "Oh, hmm. well, it depends on how Denny milled the slide. the 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 top of the slide is not parallel with the bottom of the slide. The bottom of the slide is parallel with the with the frame rails, but the top of the slide is slanted forward for sight picture and sight angles and science and stuff. Maybe geometry. I don't know."
2: geometry. Let's math, go with that.
0: Math and stuff. So So anyway, I got talking to Denis and Denis is like, I'm pretty sure I did that, but maybe not if he can't zero it. Like, this is not adding up. So I'm like, okay, man, uh, I'm passing through. I'll pick up your slide. I'll pick up Ray's slide and Denis will, will check them out. And if he has to do them again, he'll do them again. Piece of cake. Oh, no, Ray's is fine. What do you mean Ray's is fine? Oh, Ray's, Ray went to the range and zeroed his. And you couldn't zero yours? No, man. I had it in my vice, and uh, and I made some adjustments, and I held it up, and I looked at it, and there's just no way it'll zero. I, I see. How many? How many rounds? Oh, you was do he got?
3: trying to co witness the red dot with the front sight? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't even know if that's what he was trying to do, but no. he was trying to quote unquote zero it without actually shooting it.
3: <laughs> so. He was trying to get the red dot on the front sight then. And it was too high. It would never get Uh, there.
0: I don't know, but let the let the tormenting commence. I, you know, I didn't know how bad I would go at him on this. I was like, "Uh, well, you know, in my defense, your
2: gun dealer, you need to go not so hard."
0: my gun dealer, moron. The guy who tried the the owner of the gun,
2: not the 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 work. Okay.
3: Did you go to school, Chris? I think you went to school, Chris.
2: (laughs) I wasn't listening.
3: (laughs) That's good defense. Good defense.
2: I see Denis and I'm going, really? Okay, go.
0: Everything Denis did was was perfect. It's it's Chris who tried to quote-unquote zero Uh, a gun without firing it. Chris. Yeah. (laughs) Man, so anyway, (laughs) Chris has got broad shoulders and thick skin, so I could try and make fun of him as much as I wanted. But I feel like it's ruined now because of Kelly. Like, it's kind of taken a window to my sales. (laughs) It's Kelly that should be made made fun of now, right? Would you agree, Adriel, that...
3: Oh, we got it pretty real, good. To don't start. Go, don't go there. Yeah, she wasn't yeah.
0: following along and oh man, foot and mouth. And, anyway, um so I went to the range with Chris so we could address this supposed I can't zero my gun it problem. Right. Yeah. How many rounds do you suppose it took before I had a quarter size group at uh seven yards?
1: Well,
3: was it Three? on target? <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure was. It sure was. And you know how I got it on target, Adriel? I screwed the elevation screw all the way to the bottom and then all the way to the top. And I counted the turns and it was six. So from the top, I went back down three. And then I did the same on the elevation all the way in, all the way out. Counted the clicks. Also, or turns rather, also six turns. Put it back in three. So now the optic is centered. I went to the range. First shot was like low right, low, maybe two inches, maybe right four inches. Couple of clicks here and there, and within one mag, it was shooting a beautiful group in the middle, and uh, and then Chris got after it too. We also swapped um, springs. Every spring that you can swap in a Shadow Two, we swapped. Um, and he ordered an M Carbo spring kit for his uh, this Spo One, which is not actually a Shadow. It's all. Shadows are SBO1s, but not all SBO1s are shadows. I know this now after buying a SBO1 thinking I was getting a shadow. Oops, read much. Anyway, so we had a good day at the range. We got his gun zeroed, all joking aside, it shoots really well. And um, I did some testing of some loads while we were there. Um, It could have gone better. I will continue the development of those loads. And then um, I I got two guns over the uh, break. Uh, this one, Adriel, you've seen before. This is my Seneca green nylon 66 that Adriel had done a review on. And I was like, I want to buy it. And the guy was like, no, it's not for sale. I was like, it will be mine. Oh yes, it will be. And now it is. So, um, I'm very happy with it. The, um, the condition is nice. It's all original. Not like my other one. There's an elevation screw in the rear sight. That's not original. needs to be replaced. It doesn't say made at Long Branch, but it does say made in Canada. There's another one at the Calgary shooting center right now, just like this uh, with a scope on hurt? it. That's Nope. Unfortunately okay. for you. No, I'm totally fine. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Um, the one at the Calgary shooting center is like near mint. The bluing is, inc- is excellent. There's no little nicks or dings. And it's got a period correct scope on it. It's uh they're asking some, they're asking uh, $750 for it. There might be a little bit of wiggle room on there. So if you're a nylon 66 collector, You need a Seneca green because there was only forty two thousand five hundred made, and you need one made in Canada. So if I could get one of each—the American and the Canadian—that'd be awesome. I'd like to find out some research and find out if every color was made in Canada or not. I have seen pictures online of Nylon sixty sixes that say Long Branch on them. (sighs) They got to stop making variant guns. When you're a completist like I am, you want like one of every possible (laughs) variant. Oh God! And then. Um while I was out to lunch with Filthy and the boys, Filthy is is as much of an enabler or more of an enabler than I am.
2: Yes, yes.
0: And, well, because of Filthy, um what day was this? Was yeah, maybe this was after the range and before the movies. Um mm-hmm. we were with Ben and uh Posby could have been there, Marcel. I don't know. I definitely remember Filthy being there. I ended up with this. Hmm. So this is a Cooey, and this is a uh, probably one of the rarest Cooys.
1: Okay, if where did you get not it from?
0: the rarest, I bought it off a guy in CGN.
1: Okay.
0: If it's not one of the rarest, it's certainly one of the most unique. It's a Cooey Model 82, and it's a Canadian military trainer from World War II. Cool. Uh, it's got the broad C in the kit, a Canadian military stamp on the receiver. It's uh, got the broad C on the stock, and it's got the broad C on the bolt. Um, the trigger is the absolutely disgusting. It's horrific. It did not come with the correct peep sight. I've since found one that's new old stock. So it has been purchased and is in the mail. And it costs one-fourth the cost of the rifle. Um, the wood is, is in good shape. I mean, you can tell this was a trainer and it was put in and out of a, a gun rack and stuff. It's possible that somebody may have taken it can some uh, linseed oil to it at one time or another, or true oil or tongue oil or something. Cause I think I see some runs in it here. Um, yeah. Trigger is one of the worst triggers I've ever held or pressed. The bolt, um, was quite pitted and it looks like they just threw it in a sandblaster, and that's it. They didn't do any polishing to it. They just sandblasted it and threw it in the, into the gun. It's very rough. And, uh, I'm not super duper impressed, but I mean, I just threw some CLP on it here before the show and I will uh, get around to sanding it with some 400 grit sandpaper. Give us it some nice barbecue on.
3: paint on the, on the action there. No, uh, stop it. Bed liner no. for the stock. Make it like Ooh. really usable. Yeah.
0: No, no, that's uh, all. None of those things will be happening, but thank you for your <laughs> contribution to this con- conversation. Try it yeah <laughs> um okay moving along what else oh and i went to work uh, a couple of times for uh Denis. i was supposed to go in today to work on some stuff but uh man cold and um <laughs> with the upcoming match this weekend i leave tomorrow after work for captain andy's to go to another indoor ama match uh so i had to get some uh, some dry fire in
1: Did and yeah. then- man, i'm
3: jealous of all this match talk like out here it is uh, it's going to be minus 30 on Saturday uh, go to the Phoenix to...
0: indoor Ranch. they're doing indoor Estick stuff yeah I know they are I could go. well yeah all right then so it's not like you don't have access to a match no um what else uh, and then our cl- our uh, annual general meeting for the Ru gun club was last night how was I that did. it was uh, it was really really good, good. Um and uh, I'm That's still the vice president.
2: Weird. I was just going to ask. <laughs> did you... A gun club meeting.
3: And it was really, really good. What kind of universe is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, they kept you? Our, uh,
0: our meetings are like everybody else's meetings. It all depends uh, who shows up. Yeah, And uh, when none of the assholes show up, the meetings are really, really good. <laughs> so if you weren't at the meeting last night and you're listening... Maybe you're the asshole I'm talking about. <laughs> so it's just
1: so.
0: You know, you know that saying if you keep running into assholes, maybe you're the asshole. Well, no one ran into any assholes last night.
2: Hey, I have a question.
0: Mm.
2: Okay. So the AGM, were you up for re election or you Correct. Just... Okay.
0: Yeah. And they so, kept you. Yeah, they kept me. The only election we have every I got in by acclamation. Um, I got nerd They didn't. Had, nobody was like nobody was chomping at the bit to nominate me, Kelly. Um, first nomination from the floor. I didn't get nominated. I was like, "Oh, are you,
2: are you offended?
0: I wasn't offended. I was just like,
2: Were you hoping? <laughs> I was
0: a little hoping, yeah. But then, I was, but what I was mostly was. And
2: then you're going, "Well, why don't they want me? What?
0: No. I was like, what did I do wrong? Did I do something wrong? yeah so anyway um i got nominated on the uh second nomination and nobody else was nominated so i got about acclamation. jose uh was also up for uh
2: oh is she back in
0: yeah she's back in fantastic yeah oh yeah and there's no no doubt i mean she's doing an an amazing job she's the best club secretary the club's ever had and uh Mm -hmm. no one would dare run against her against her
2: oh no no no
0: and then um (laughs) Mark Giroux, um, decided not to let his name stand for chief range officer. So our chief range officer is essentially the range, um,
1: oh, really? custodian.
0: They're the range maintenance person. They are yeah, yeah. the one to make sure that if something needs gets done, they either do it or they get it done. Okay. So, um, he nominated Alain and I nominated Joey that Denis and I work with okay. and, uh, went back and forth for a while and alas that i uh, respectfully declined the nomination and so joey was acclimated
2: there we go cool and i love you
0: too good times have by all so good. all right uh adriel what about
3: you oh uh let's see uh, I uh set up a hunting gear guy and slam fire radio channel on gunstreamer.com so if you're what? watching this on youtube you're not watching it live. And it's not because we don't like YouTube. It's because YouTube doesn't like us. And uh, we wouldn't be able to handle guns live on stream because they're, I don't know, it's against their terms of uh, service now. Because
2: so. they're snowflakes.
3: Because they're snowflakes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So anyways, we're on GunStreamer.com. Uh, that's like video for gun kind of stuff. Uh, I hit up the range, did a bunch of shooting, shot that GSG-16, bunch of 22s, a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, and then, like the day after, the weekend after, this stuff showed up from uh, Wanstalls. This is a Savage sixty-four takedown. What did I say I paid for this? Two hundred bucks. Two hundred even. Yep. I think I spent two hundred even on this thing, which is, I think, pretty good for a takedown twenty-two. But yeah. it is—it's still a Savage sixty-four. And uh, I think this—this this is different than the last Savage sixty-four I had. This one, the magazines, like. Insert fairly smoothly. It's still okay. got that stupid mag release on the front that you kind of have to use your index finger to pull out, but uh, it's all right. Uh, this takedown, uh, this nut here on the top, yeah, yeah. it's all, uh, what would you call those? Splines. It's all splined on there. And you hear that, like, that ratcheting? That's actually those splines acting against a little plastic wear nub in here i don't know how long that's gonna last doesn't really <laughs> seem like something that would last all that long it seems like it would wear out because if the splines work against that piece of plastic so much so
2: you haven't been able to shoot it yet right
3: no it's been
2: i was just gonna cool ask if you have and if you you know go and you shoot like 200 rounds is it still tight
3: mm, that's a good question i think think it would be now like the marlins the marlin papoose one you have to use the wrench to tighten it down if you don't use the wrench if you just hand tighten it it won't stay tight right this one maybe 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 yeah
2: i'm looking forward to your test the
3: uh i think they're still working on some of the machine cuts because if you look at what's going on here oh come on focus uh, just along, just along the inside of the stock here is super roughly machined, and that like who cares? You're covering it over with the gun, anyways. Right. But uh, one of the things I noticed is that when you're when you're uh, tightening, tightening this thing on, it catches your fingers in there if you're not real careful, so it'll kind of like snag them in there and it doesn't feel the best. Uh, what else about this thing? Super light. Uh, one thing that's different compared to the other Savage sixty fours. There's no dovetail. Yep. It's just a just a round hop. Uh, I couldn't find anywhere online what bases to use. It's not documented anywhere on Savage's website or anything. So I called Savage and they said it was number 16s. So those are two number weavers? sixteen bases. Sixteen yep. weavers. Yep. And Savage, so is that- Savage owns Weaver. That's the same oh. company. That's why I will always have a Weaver base for it.
1: Ah.
0: Now, are those for like the twenty-two quote-unquote tip-off rings, or are those bases for a standard size ring? Uh,
3: they
0: look pretty standard to me. I don't know the difference. Yeah, size. Hmm. You could not get a twenty-two tip-off ring on that base. I do not believe.
3: I don't know. I'm gonna put regular rings on it and put a scope on it and see so what kind of regular I can rings get out of it. All yeah. right. Uh, not much to say. The trigger on this one isn't bad. Like the, uh, my chamber's empty here. And now I'm on fire. It's a two-stage, so it's got, like, a very light uh, first stage. There's a second stage. And that's oh. it. And it's four and didn't a half look pounds. Like, four and a didn't half look
0: super pounds. creepy.
3: Nah, there's no creep at all to it. Like, I like the Savage Accu-Trigger, but uh, if this is what I got every time... I think that's fine. <laughs> There's no cream to it whatsoever. And it's very quick to pack down. They did provide, I don't have it here, the, the case that they provided is like this Uncle Mike's piece of crap. Oh my god, it is the cheapest, crappiest case you could possibly get. And it's too big for it. It's got a huge pouch, about yay tall, for
2: the, around. for the barrel. For, yeah. Just
3: for the barrel and the, the strap down for this one's fine, but it's like it's way too big. You could you could make a case like half the size of that thing for something like this, and I think you really should because the whole point of a takedown is that it's compact and it's easy to carry around. So why not make like the most compact case possible? Right. right. But I have a feeling they just grabbed whatever uh, Uncle Mike's was selling and just started using those because it's not fitted or anything like that. I think this is a new rifle. I think that the A22 Takedown is new for Savage uh, in.
2: 2019. Sweet. I want to see he do a you on it.
3: Yeah, I got to get out and shoot it. That's what I got to do.
2: Yep. Uh, oh,
3: that federal auto match. I shot that. And I'm like, man, I'm getting like 15% failure rate with this stuff. And really? And I opened up another box. And I tried it. 15% failure rate. And in multiple guns. Yep. Multiple guns. So I'm going to have to send that stuff back. You remember I bought like uh, a lot Twelve boxes of three hundred and twenty-five, and like the the failure rate I've had with that stuff has been really bad. So I'm gonna have to contact them. I tried. Have you guys ever called Federal for a a refund? You call it up and you get like Bob's Towing Company and Federal. (laughs) Like the first one that's on there is some towing company. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Federal support line. The first one. Blackhawk. Blackhawk Towing. Interesting. So weird. Uh, this is the second gun that was in the uh, in the pack. This is a Savage A twenty two, and I would say there are some interesting design features on here. Savage, like typically, um, especially the Canadian uh, rim fires that they make. Uh, I believe this is in the Lakefield uh, uh, facility okay. they make these. Yeah. Uh They always have like a, a weird mix of like good and cheap materials, like good good design but coupled with cheap materials. So there's a couple of things on here that are really interesting. One, the bottom's really smooth. The uh, the bolt hold open really makes sense. It's just this little button here that's just forward of the trigger. So if you pull it back and then you push that guy in, it works easy. There's no like grabbing at some blade like on the 1022. So I would say that's uh that's very much it's uh, a bonus. better. The uh, the cycling on it is really nice. It doesn't have like a lot of 22s will have a really stiff second stage spring so that first part will be light and then they have a real hard one actually this uh savage 64 this is also why you wouldn't want to get this for a kid because that's the first part and then there's a second part that's like just monstrously hard hmm. whereas this guy is Super very, easy. very smooth nice and uh nice and easy um that's kind of interesting flat bottom you can like palm rest on this thing fairly well the mags don't drop free but they're like that axis one that has the little spring on the front so you can grab it and pull them out fairly easily that's yeah. why
0: I don't own it I wanted I wanted to love this a22 mm-hmm. I've got the a17 and I'm not a fan of the magazine system that I'm not the rotary mag has been proven in the 1022 I'm just mm-hmm. not a fan of how it latches in and comes out, especially like if I want to do a quick mag change in Maple Seed or in um, or P.S. That's not the mag release for me.
3: I I would say like so the 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 Savage or no the Savage the Ruger 1022. You push the thing, the mag falls out. As long as it's totally vertical, you can't that thing at all. It's like doesn't come out. This one it will come out because as you hit that that button here, it's spring loaded, so it's gonna come out. I'd probably even come out like this way. Yeah, it's coming out.
0: Yes, but the hand that you're releasing the mag with should be retrieving a mag while you're using sure. something with yeah. your trigger finger to eject it. Which yes. I can do with my Matador arms extended magazine release on my ten twenty two and with the five nine seven. It's just your trigger finger is activates it like an air. Yes, yep.
3: if for for a uh, an Ibsic style speed reload, it's not going to be as fast because you yeah. are using your left hand to, to pull it out. Uh, the mag itself, again, uh, cheap and like the design is like there's some the interesting things, but it's like cheap and... aluminum
0: and plastic. Is this aluminum? Together. It looks
3: like pot metal,
0: like just yes, you're right. Really
3: crappy pot metal that's like painted, and this paint is going to it's already starting to come off, and I haven't even shot this thing yet. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna come off and uh, yeah I haven't Good had cheap really magazines they're cheap magazines they do have a, a banana mag you can get for it though that yep. has a bunch of rounds that'll that will put into it yeah I've got it for my 17 yeah yeah but uh, like the other interesting thing this is like a full-size rifle like this is a, a decent like long barrel on there this is like this is an adult rifle and a lot of 22s yep. are diminutive I guess this one is not it's it's a it's a a uh, uh, big adult rifle. And then the other thing I wanted to show was the takedown method on the bolt. So um, I've, I've been doing like a lot of uh, 22 reviews recently. There's a couple things that are always like a stickler for me. The mag release and the mag system on a lot of 22s is just terrible. And the other thing that's just terrible on 22s is takedown. Like, what do you need to do to actually get the bolt out to clean it? This guy is almost like an AK-47. It's got like a little... Uh, uh, pinhole in the back there that mm-hmm. you push forward
0: until you master that little takedown technique of the pin and the dust cover in the back. It yeah. can be a pain, man. My A17,
3: it's kind of neat though. I kind of yeah, just... I kind of I love the idea. It's like, oh, there, that's that recoil spring and that little dog leg. That's just like on the T81 yeah. or the uh, uh, or your other like AK variants, right. <laughs> And then the charging handle comes out because the firing pin was holding that, and then the bolt is going to come out as well, that's right so there.
1: Easy.
3: Oh, oh. <laughs> So good, so good. Yeah. I want it like I I love that aspect to it. There's a couple other things that are like,
1: mm, mm.
3: did they have to get that cheap and cheesy with it? But uh, that I really like. That's uh, that's super interesting and super. Uh, Super convenient?
2: Yeah, super convenient. I would like this. to go and see the Savage plant.
0: The Lakefield one, you mean? Or the one in the... Lakefield. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Whoops. I'm, that's I'm, been around yeah. a
0: long time. Well, I don't... I Oh, now I don't know if, where they are right now. It's the same place they've always been, but...
2: Yeah, they're in Lakefield. The same Dumb... building they've always been in? Yeah.
1: Yep. That's
3: cool. They're still making, like, like the Savage 64, 1964 is, is that design, yeah. that, that... uh. From Cooey, though Cooey started with that one, I believe. Yeah. But uh, such a uh, such an interesting designed rifle. Uh, I have seen one of these go down um, before, but uh, I don't know how's how's the reliability been on yours, Trevor? My what now? My your A17? Oh, I've got it back together. 100... This this is like way faster than you'd you'd ever yep. do any other uh, twenty two. To take the bolt out of a, another 22 I would need like a couple of different Allen keys and a, a flat punch to and... oh yeah <sighs> it's yeah.
0: been a hundred percent
3: I mean it's interesting very interesting I like it yeah 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 it's growing on me okay. uh, did some gun videos they're up uh, did an article today on like how my 2019 went what I'm gonna do in 2020 and all that kind of stuff. Threw up some random pictures, uh, from the year. Uh, went to our kind of yearly three gun meeting. Uh, went through a bunch of stuff. How did
2: your meeting go? Which meeting? Three-gun. Your
3: yearly three gun meeting. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like, whoa, 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 what other meeting am I talking about? I, I did the thing like Trevor, like, I, I, I did the reverse thing where it's like, can someone else take all this stuff? Cause I can't. And, uh, <laughs> So I got a bunch of other people to, to kind of do what uh, what I was doing. That means
2: yet. I can load more stuff on you.
3: No, I got too much already. <laughs> <laughs> Crack. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about our, our three gun club is it's really well established. Uh, yeah. We've got a bunch of guys who can do all the stuff, and uh, I can step away knowing like they they've they've got it. So
2: they're good. Yeah, yeah
3: they're good. Yeah, I'm I am needed in uh, in Maple Seed, and even one one of the guys uh, is a. Uh, in the uh, medical world and he is going to do a stop the bleed for a bunch of the ROs and
1: volunteers. We've
3: already got like tourniquet and first aid kits with all of our range boxes. So now everyone will be trained on it and if we get like a whole shwack of people in there, you're going to have one or two people on every squad who's uh, qualified for that kind of stuff, which
2: is... With three gun?
3: With three gun. That's really cool, I think.
2: That's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. I mean,
3: like, the, the, okay. the odds of something happening are, are extremely low. But it's really but nice if you to have, have somebody
2: trained, at least, it, you know, what happens if something does happen?
3: And right? that the person you need is yes. a bay over. Well, now right. you're talking, like, two minutes to go, like, run over, grab whoever that person is, find them, bring them back over. And that's two minutes of blood that that person's been spurting out their arm or, or whatever the case might be, right? So, right. Yeah, I think it's, it's good to have at least one person that's qualified for that stuff and can react and right. do this stuff. Yeah.
2: The other thing is, uh, I was talking about it with somebody today. Somebody was, I said, you know, this stuff, stop the bleed, whatever other training that you have for aid, first responder, whatever, mm-hmm. you're more likely to use it as you're driving in your car, as opposed to actually at the gun range, but you still should be trained and everybody should be trained as well. So yeah, I, I, um, I'm promoting that, so.
3: Well, you, you default your to your training too, right? So if yep. uh before something happens, you're like, "Oh man, should I do this? Should, I don't really know. Should I? Should I pack uh, it? Should I just cover it and put pressure on it?" Whereas you do the course, I was like, "Oh, I know the thing to do. I'm going to do it." <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, get of all else. the
2: gauze and keep poking, poking, poking. And something else you can
0: do, Adriel. Um, to you're talking about, you know. The guy's two two bays over. Well, you've, you've identified him, right? But he's mm-hmm. two bays over. Um, so you're putting some planning in place. You're getting training. But to help with um, an emergency situation before it becomes an emergency situation, we had an incident. Uh, a guy died. Uh, he had a heart attack at the indoor match that I was at last year. Mm. And it was a rare heart attack. The thing that was happening, he wasn't showing the traditional symptoms of a heart attack, but he was having a heart attack. And so um, all of us that were trained were looking for all the signs and symptoms of a heart attack, Mm -hmm. and he wasn't exhibiting any of them. And then there were some other issues that came up in um, contacting his next of kin we didn't have any contact information. So now what the mass director down there has done is at the time of registration, there's some fields that you have to fill out to register. You have to identify if you have any pre-existing health conditions. You have to identify mm-hmm. if you have any um, first okay. aid. And you have to, aden- gen- are you telling the story? And you have to identify <laughs> who your next of kin is. Yeah. So master- I'm, I'm
3: with you. Well, not and, next of kin, just emergency, con- yeah.
0: emergency contact, Adriel.
3: <laughs> I think Emerging. putting it, putting last of kin on, I, <laughs> on an entry.
0: You know what I meant. Just you're next of kin, not your next of kin.
1: Uh, who do we call if you die?
0: You don't call anybody. You <laughs> off. That's what you do. You leave my body wherever <laughs> oh. it is and throw some dirt on me, and we'll call it a day. That's what you do. Deal. So right. if you get the, if you collect that information ahead of time in practice choreography, um, who you know who's coming to the range with training before you get there. You know, who you got to keep an eye on because somebody says they got epilepsy or somebody's identified as being diabetic. So somebody, you know, they start acting confused or sweating or their breath stinks. Oh, he's not, he doesn't have bad hygiene. He's diabetic and he's uh, about to, he needs some stuff, you know? So um, it, it, it takes one more minute when you set up your match and practice score to add those extra fields. Uh, What are your, what are your heart, what are your uh, medical conditions? What's your level of medical training? And what's your emergency contact?
3: The pre-existing conditions is interesting. We we already do uh, uh, at during our shooters briefing. Who here is uh, we go we go down the line? Who's an EMT? Who's like yep. trained with uh, uh, trauma? Who's got yep. first aid? And Yeah,
0: we, we, yeah, look we around, do
3: that.
2: At, at the, the, thing, thing, the, but... the nice about
3: that is that you see their face, and you're like, that guy is a paramedic, and he's got a trauma kit on his side. Perfect. Okay. Right.
2: Yeah, And he usually says, I don't want to do it. Um, I have a question. Uh, it was something that, uh, Trevor, you said. This guy had a heart attack. How many ranges that you've been to are have AEDs? One.
0: And it's uh, that range.
2: And how many people do you know are trained on them?
0: Plenty. Uh, everyone yeah, who takes every, everyone who's yeah. taken a first A court since 2015 has been trained uh, on it. So, nope. I literally know hundreds of people that are trained on AEDs, okay. and they're idiot-proof now. Yeah. You you know you yeah. just you don't I even have to be able to read. To you just you. yeah you just listen. <laughs> but um, he wouldn't have got a shock um, vibe anyway. Wouldn't have been a. It um, wouldn't.
2: It's not viable.
0: Yeah, he oh. wouldn't have been shockable. So,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay.
3: That's, it's an interesting point, though, about AEDs because those are really handy to have at, on a range, and most ranges don't have them.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yep. yep.
0: Well, no, I and mean, it's all about the facility. A lot of times, you know, like you're not going to leave it at the range. So no. it's the match director's theft. responsibility to have it on site, and, you know.
3: It would probably, like you couldn't do a permanent installation because it would be a target of theft because those things are
0: yep. a couple grand. Absolutely. They're expensive, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 If yeah. I could buy one on the black market, I would.
2: Yeah. I wouldn't. We I'm had one kidding. disappear from work.
0: There you go. Mm-hmm. See?
2: Of, they walk out of a federal institution with that.
3: Oh. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Maybe they uh, had a pre-existing condition. Yeah, You're right. Identified on practice score.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, you can help You can help your emergency planning by, um, you know, if you fail oh, to plan, plan and fail. So, yeah, mm-hmm. identify, you know, conditions and training ahead of time. And then uh, you don't kind of put a face to a major. If you do the match check-in on the tablet, people show up in the morning uh, to at registration. You check them in. Like, oh, Adriel, you identified as being an arsehole epileptic, but you also have first responder. You got equipment. If not, our our go bag is over there, kind of thing. You know,
3: mm-hmm. I like um, if your RO gets ventilated. It's nice that everyone knows who's because like, every once in a while you get a, uh, an EMT on a squad, and it's yep. good to yeah. know that's the guy. Like, yep. okay, like yeah, I took a stop at the bleed course, but that's <laughs> that guy can do it. So uh, yeah. it's That's nice to know. Uh, let's see here. I've been, it's not gun related, but I'm going to talk about it anyways. Cause it's kind of like tangentially gun related. A lot of gun people do camping. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Okay. Why not? Uh, I'm going to do some camping for maple seeds. So I've, I've been picking up some gear. Uh, a buddy of mines into like ultralight, uh, hiking, which is like, yep. basically you take a backpack with like five kilos, maybe of stuff and you go on like a week long hike or whatever. Uh, so he's he's uh, a big a gear whore as I am, and uh, I've been getting all this, like really good second-hand stuff.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, snug all the snug stuff, snug bug, snug bags. Have you looked at any of that?
3: They're too heavy for for a hike thing, but I I've got one.
2: No, they're not. They got a they got an ultralight section. Oh, do they? Huh? Yeah.
3: I probably won't get any of that stuff. I've already, got, I've already like start started to get some momentum here. He gave me this, uh, this uh, little lightweight tent, and it's yep. uh, one and a half kilos. It's under three pounds. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> a sleeping pad, which is like a warm yep. thing that you put underneath you, and that's like. Oh, uh, I. S-
2: hmm? Yeah. So I also saw your pillow and a mug. I got a pillow and a mug.
3: Yeah, it's an inflatable pillow. It's very comfortable. I took a nap on it. It's awesome. Did you?
2: Yeah. Yeah, got to test yeah. this stuff. Uh, what else do I get? And you can you can wear your sleeping bag as you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> that's if I don't have to carry it cuz that thing's like 5 pounds. and like I've got a, oh, serious? I've got, a I got a quilt on the way that's half a kilo. So that's uh that'll be the better a deal. A uh, quilt. A quilts like okay. it, it is- like straps under the sleeping because like with a down quilt if you put weight on it it's not insulating anymore okay. so you just use your sleeping pad for the bottom and then this one just kind of straps to it okay keeps you warm and then uh little stove set so that's it
2: yeah those are really cool those are neat yeah. and yeah. yeah and then you the dehydrated or the but you know if you bring dehydrated food you have to bring water to hydrate it
1: that's
3: uh water filter as long as you've got access to water. Right. And you filter it and boil yes. it. Or just boil it and kinda go
2: right. from there. Yeah. We kinda uh, that whole thing about camping and with Maple Steve, we were doing a lot of it last not last year year before as well. And it just remind so I've actually went out and bought food and put it into the trailer because when we went to Canon Access there was nothing, not even water. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
3: Yeah. Yep. I think like I I'm I'm probably not gonna need the the water purifier for any of the maple seed stuff because I'll probably just buy water on the way. But yep. it would be nice to have if I end up going camping. And then just for giggles and because every once in a while i like head off to a match and i'm like oh man it'd be nice if i had a couple extra bars so the match goes long or something like that (laughs) i got some like emergency coast guard rations you would like put in a lifeboat (laughs) this is like 15 bucks and there are like i don't know 20 bars in here 18 bars in there they're like 200 calories a pop tell me how many curbs are in each bar oh it's probably horrible one second uh this is like not good food for you no 9 grams of fat uh, 4.2 saturated 0 trans 0 cholesterol 0% sodium Oh, you don't get your salt from this
0: Really? How many carbs?
3: I'm looking Protein 2.5 I don't know 200 calories Oh, carbohydrates 26 grams (laughs) Yeah Per bar (laughs) If
0: you ate one a day Fine That's it You eat that and nothing else For the whole day
3: well, no, they're 200 calories a pop. You'd, you'd lose weight pretty quick. just eat uh, one. Uh,
2: I don't think that if you're trying to survive, you're carrying a bit of keto, though.
3: Oh, this isn't for surviving. This is like, oh, I'm lazy and I forgot to bring enough food. I'll just eat some of this crap.
0: <laughs> so you bought emergency rations meant to keep you going. Yeah. yeah. Instead of just, you know, some fruit roll-ups.
3: It was 15 <laughs> bucks. And this is like 3,000 uh, calories. You put this at the bottom of some bin and it's like, well... If you're really hungry, eat some of this garbage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or if the kids are bugging you while you're shooting, say, hey, here, have yeah, one. it one. Yeah.
3: probably sweet. There's a ton of sugar in there.
2: Yeah. I wonder if they're... You should really open them because I want to see. I want to see if they're like the sugar cubes that uh, okay. the emergency rations are No, right. no.
0: Don't open it. It's sealed
3: for a reason so it'll last for 25 years. They're all
2: sealed. They're all sealed in there.
3: Oh, it's looking... Oh, look at that little beauty.
0: Oh, this is the- like that MRE channel mm. where the guy eats <laughs> high school food. Steve, nineteen
3: eighty-nine, yeah. whatever, yeah. yeah. MRE that Steve, that looks
0: so absolutely e- gross.
2: You know what it looks like? I had it a hamster. Like a I had a hamster turd. once.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that looks like you take all the shavings after a week of the hamster peeing and pooping on them and compressing them into a brick. That's yeah. what that looks like. You nailed it.
1: Mmm, <laughs> it's yummy. very dry. Are you eating this? <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, Steve. God, I hope you're done so we can move on to Kelly.
3: Well uh, it's so dry. <laughs> um I'm doing some scheduling and range communications for Maple Seed, so we're setting up our different yeah. ranges for uh for our matches. Sweet. I already got one approved. Working on another Ooh. one. Where? That's all you have to show. Okay. I'm done.
2: <sighs> okay, so what I did in Guns this past couple of weeks, I went to the CCFR pub night. It was prior to Christmas, so we all got together in Ottawa. Uh, Tracy and Colin were there. We dressed up in our CCFR gear as well as our um, Christmas gear. So we all had fun. It was fantastic. It was, um, uh, I can't even remember the pub. Anyways. Had a good time. Got to hang out with some of my CCFR peeps, but I also got to meet some people that are listeners as well. So Derek but hi. Wanted to say hello. And also Alex. Uh, Derek, I'm going to be sending out your stuff to you, but I've been away for a while and I've also been up to my eyeballs in work, so I haven't sent anything else, anything out yet. So but it is coming out to you, but I just wanted to say hello. I also... So that same weekend, I also went to a meetup with some people from EOSC. Uh, what we were doing was we started the planning for the ladies day event that we're going to be having there at EOSC in July. It's July 25th. So anybody who's interested, come on out. Uh, you'll have to sign up for a bed. You know, anyways, until your lady friends, or if you are a lady, come out on the 25th of July. So. And we picked the date, as I said, um, what else? Oh, I, I do. I've been talking to Rick crane. Trevor reminded me. So Rick crane is from Newfoundland. Um, we're going to be doing a maple seed trip to Newfoundland and it's going to, we're going to pair it with a charity shoot that's going to be happening next year. So anybody who's listening in Newfoundland, I just want to let you know that we are coming and we're going to be having a couple events cause it's going to make it worthwhile for us uh, to go. So we just decided we're going to have at least two, maybe three events. So if you're on Newfoundland and you yeah, okay. want to learn to shoot then, or not learn to shoot, yeah. but you can already,
0: Point of clarification. We're not right. pairing it with the charity shoot. It's occurring in another province after the charity shoot. It's the same trip for you, but I um, don't want anybody confused and thinking that the charity shoots somehow no, in
2: Newfoundland. It's not. We'll get to the charity shoot stuff. But anyways, I'm pairing it with my trip down east for the charity show. Are we done now? Okay.
1: It's your Here's segment. Nothing. I don't know. <laughs>
2: okay anyways i got some really cool things for christmas uh i wanted to i got a nanook case it's nice and it's got wheels and everything it's orange and i'm never going to lose it and um it's fantastic i'm going to put all my maple seed stuff in it and i'm happy and excited about it uh what else so christmas happened and then immediately afterwards mr gallon showed up so, uh, Jason flew into Ottawa and then we were playing a trip down to Michigan. So, uh, gallon got here on the Saturday, but I had to work. So we basically waited till Monday to head out. Um, so I had gallon at my place and believe it or not, he wasn't sick and he didn't get me sick. So that was good. Well,
0: I mean, the test results aren't back yet. So go easy yeah. on whether or not he got you sick.
2: That's true. I haven't been yeah. tested yet. Okay, um, but yeah. So on um the Monday we headed out and we went down to Michigan and we had a really really fantastic time. So Stacy and Bill hosted us down in Battle Creek, Michigan. It was really easy to get across the border. We just want to let you know. So I we went down with uh gallon greg weiss and myself we were in the car and we got to the border and there's somebody from ottawa somebody from kingston somebody from new brunswick so the border <laughs> guard says how do you know each other and <laughs> so i said well i said well the
0: internet that's yeah. how people meet in 20 20- no i said we're going- and why are
2: you going down to battle creek uh, i said well because we all met through shooting competitive shooting and um so now we're going, and he's going shooting. Do you have anything for me? Do you have any guns? And he's getting really excited, not in a, yeah. But he, and I said, no, we don't have anything. And we're, we we did not bring any, he went, really? Oh, <laughs> <Like that. laughs> he was getting all excited. He wanted to see the guns. Um, but it was easy to get down. Um, and we, it was a, like an hour long wait to get across the border. It was horribly long. Um, But we had a great time down in Michigan. Uh, We were there for almost a week, went down on Monday and came back on the Saturday. Uh, While we were down in Michigan, what we did was I went to Freedom Firearms. Um, And Freedom Firearms is in Battle Creek. Really, really good guys. And uh, we helped Autumn look. Autumn is a friend of ours. She uh, helped out with Mabel Seed last year doing the East Coast Tour. And she uh, just got her concealed carry permit. And now she's looking for a gun. So we went to Freedom Firearms and she was looking at some guns. And then Freedom Firearms guys are really nice guys. And they have the Cricket Club, which is a bar. It's, oh my God, this bar is fantastic. It's beautiful. We went over to the Cricket Club. We played some darts and had a good time there. Um, Didn't buy anything really at Freedom Firearms because, you know, America and Parts, but I did buy some um, bore brushes. Adriel, remember you were talking about those twenty-two bore brushes. These ones, like,
3: like this. I got some yep. some of the non-brass, like the just the nylon ones coming. So that. The- oh,
2: okay. I got a ton of the brass ones, mm. so I bought all that. Uh, I I bought all that Freedom Firearms had, and then later I bought more when I crossed the border as well. So I'm going to be putting those into the Shiba's kit. Uh, what else? Uh, We had a range day because, you know, it's America and we get to shoot things that we don't get to shoot up here, so uh, we got to shoot um, some, and again, thank you to Stacy and Bill for taking us and also providing the firearms because, you know, Um, so we got to shoot all kinds of cool things, like I was able to shoot a Glock 43, which is super tiny, Um, and Bill brought his suppressed scar game that has the ACOG scope on it, so it was fun uh they basically so the range they've cleared it a little bit um the one that it's a little bit it used to be a 100 yard range now it's out to 300 and that's as far as we could shoot out to we hung some steel and um just shot the uh shot the um scar out to 300 so it was fun uh what else um came home on the saturday but on the way home we stopped at bullseye london so got to meet up with rick woods who's a friend of the show people probably who've been listening for a while will recognize him he's with fire arts solutions training as well and uh saw him in london and also saw prs guru ken Thiessen. and ken's gonna come on the show as well at some point talk about prs cool. and and then um so as I was talking to Ken and Rick there is a, a guy his name is Nick anguish do you know him sound familiar there Trevor
0: yeah I know I know who Nick is
2: okay so he, he was uh, chatting with us and he says that he's hurt broken Slam fire uh sorry summerslam not happening so and, uh, uh, so I want to say hi to him um while I was at bull'seye I I spent some money, so I bought some magazines for my ten twenty two and then bought some Ely a brick of Ely ammo as well. Uh, I didn't buy any any guns though. And which Ely? uh Ely Force. So which is pretty good. Uh, it works well in my ten twenty two. And
0: you were saying you, you you like the Ely Force for Maple Seed Distance, right?
2: Yep. Okay. It's good for pre arrest as well.
0: Oh, we talked about how standard was better for PRS. Make up my
2: mind. Yeah, but this stuff works m- while well I'm my rival at both distances. Well, it doesn't anyway, matter. It doesn't shoot, matter. What I,
3: shoot what you brung.
2: Yep. Okay uh Then what happened is we stopped in Cambridge as well. It was a really long drive because we kept stopping at places, but we kept seeing all kinds of people. We went to the select shooting supplies, which is uh Dean Carr's store, met up with him. I bought some other stuff with, from him. I bought more of these. Um, I bought some PMAGs for my new AR and i bought some uh, black creek rifle or sorry black rifle company coffee and i got a new cup and everything too it's my new go-to mug um but then i also got to see uh gavin from the canadian patriot podcast as well as angela his baby uh pp baby on instagram they came and met with us and we had dinner with them and we had so much fun and love seeing them uh when I was in America, uh, I picked up our order of M1 Grand Slings for maple seed. want to let you guys know that we have them in stock now. So we picked up enough probably to supply the whole entire country for maple seed or other, sl- other events. And we have them in two different colors we have black and we have um odg uh available they're 30 dollars. go to our website um maple seed project maple seed and go into the store and we'll ship them out to you um yeah so we were able to bring those across um
3: those are those decent ones those us made ones right
2: yep these are these are made by um Goran. yeah Yeah. and they're really good, yeah. The only thing that I would suggest is, once you get them, actually take the buckles and everything off, put them in some hot water with some um, fabric softener, and then wash them, and then you're good to go. They're nice and supple, and you can make the adjustments on them easily.
0: Wash them by hand or throw them in the machine?
2: You can throw them in the machine. Once you've soaked them.
1: Okay.
2: So, when I came back from... Canada from the US there was a bunch of things that were waiting for me so I wanted to say thank you to a whole bunch of people but before I do I've been waiting for like a month and a half for my new not really it's been a month so I got my registration for my Troy AR I'm gonna go and pick that up on Saturday so yay and what else I got I wanted to give a shout out to Jeremy Murray so Jeremy Rory, he is somebody who is not only is he a really good guy, but Jeremy is also a Project Maple Seed instructor in training from Saskatoon. And maybe it's Regina. No, it's Regina. Anyways, he, was, uh, he likes to shoot uh, IDPA, and he was going to the Worlds, and he put a GoFundMe uh, thing together, and I supported him. And so he sent me a patch, an IDPA patch, and I wanted to say thank you to him. It was waiting for me when I got home. Um, what else? Oh yeah, Mike M. So do you remember the email from the guy that said send me your address, Kelly, and I'll send you some really cool things to put onto your case? So I trusted him and I sent him my um my address and it was waiting for me when I got home. He sent me these things. These are really cool stickers. His daughter actually is an artist wow. and she's really fantastic. Her name's Brittany. And she she actually drew these and, and they're hand painted too. I didn't re- realize that they're hand painted. So she's Mike um, sent me the stickers. I'm going to put them on my Nanook case. But I wanted everybody to go over and like her on Instagram. It's Brittany. And it's B R I T T N E Y dot M dot Arts A R T S. Don't be creepy. Go over and like her stuff and also order some order some of these they're really cool she does um a lot of pen and ink it's a lot of um a lot of s- skulls and different things from dinosaurs but really cool anyways so I'm gonna put them on my, my case and I'm gonna make it unique so thank you to Mike and to Brittany um I wanted to say thanks to Bren uh, Romich He's the guy that is from Winnipeg, and he's the guy that represents Tough Duck. Because in the mail waiting for me as well was my new Tough Duck shirt. It's it's. Do you see it? What the duck? What the duck? And it's hashtag and it says hashtag uh, ducking autocorrect. So.
0: What's their deal? What do they do?
2: So they do the um. Like clothing. So it's a clothing line, but it's things like um, thermal jackets, reflective jackets, safety wear, jeans, hunting clothing, or hunting clothing, and all of that. So just go and uh, safety wear and t shirts like this. So go to Tough Duck and they're Canadian but they sell all over the world and it's really really good stuff including my hat I like my trucker hat too so anyways so Gallon was here oh thanks Bren and Gallum was here and uh, while he was here he basically gave me the shirt the shirt it's the new CCFR shirt and he literally gave it off his body so I washed it in hot water <laughs> But I said, I really like your shirt and I want it. And he says, okay. So he gave it to me. So <laughs> <laughs> he's going, I got 10 of them. No, he doesn't. He's got two of them. He's got the black one. He prefers the black one. But And it fits me, too. I was kind of surprised because I have boobs and he doesn't. Okay. Um,
3: so you just, like, you robbed a man of the, the shirt off his back. You're just like, I, I, I said, want that. Give it to I me. I said,
2: take off your shirt. Or else. <laughs> Is a threat of I violence there. No, I just want to see if it fits. <laughs> <laughs> it did fit. He goes, well, it's yours. Okay. Uh, so, Gallon was here until Sunday, so I had to drive him up to the airport. And on the way, we stopped in Prescott and met up with Rick Kettbeck, who is the director from Project Maple Seed, and I gave him the slings. Um, and what else did I do? Oh, I, ha- gave you, I had a call with you, Adriel, about planning for Project Maple Seed. I want to thank you so much for that, by the way. What's
0: the name uh, of that guy that... Went to the uh, IDPA
2: Worlds? That would be Jeremy Murray. Jeremy Murray. Yep. And I think that's everything that I did in GUNS these past few weeks. Mine was pretty long. Sorry about that. Okay. Our Um, Ours were pretty long. Yeah. So we have some upcoming events that are happening. I... Uh, I'll go through with uh, TACCOM first. So TACCOM 2020 is September 11th to the 13th. It's going to be held here in Toronto. So uh, the Canadian Pro Arms Podcasters Network will be in attendance at TACCOM 2020. Your favorite podcasts will be on hand throughout the show. Make sure to stop by the booth and meet your favorites. And pick up some of our swag as well. Or drop by while we do our special live broadcast, where we'll be uh, uh, talking to the event organizers, guest speakers, vendors, and all about all of the new things that they have and all the MSC products. Uh, You can find out some details about the show at uh, TACOMCanada.ca. And also stay tuned because in February, I believe it is, they're going to be doing the release of the tickets for people from the public. Trevor, would you like to actually talk to us about the podcasters charity shoot? Why not?
0: Because there's nothing new since last time.
2: Okay. Then why is it?
3: Join up on Practice Score. Is it on on Practice Score? score. Okay. Don't do anything. Just (laughs) sit sit at your computer pining away. Keep your credit card in your hand. We'll tell you soon how to register.
0: That's it. You will register on Practice Score. I mean, if you want to read with Sarah Kelly, go ahead.
2: No. There's nothing, there's nothing I thought new. we were going to update it, though. That's why I said.
0: Well, no, there's okay. nothing to update. Nothing has changed since two weeks ago.
2: So. All right, fine, whatever. Uh, Adrian, you have three gun stuff, though.
3: Yeah, you bet. Uh, we're going to have all, all the uh, Western majors have been announced. So the uh, I'll go in order of uh, calendar. The first one's the Battle of Alberta Three Gun Championship. That'll be June 13th and 14th in Edmonton, Alberta. The okay. Prairie Fire Classic will be July 10th to 11th in Saskatoon. And the BC Multigun Championship will be August 1st to 2nd in Lone Butte, BC. Uh, Usually, Grand Prairie runs a big match as well, and BTSA has sometimes run a Victoria Day match as well, but I'll announce those when they come up. Grand Prairie might have put up... No, I don't think they did it. I'll announce it when it comes up.
2: Okay. Uh, I just want to let everybody know that the 2020 Gunny Girl calendar, we're going to be having a signing at um, SFRC on January, sorry, January 11th, which is this Saturday, and it's from noon to 3pm. Uh, SFRC is in Harrowsmith, Smith, Ontario. Come on out and see Tamara Bailey, Jen and Trinity. Those are the four ladies that are going to be at it as well. Kelly Kincaid and I, so Kelly Square, we're going to be there as well. Calendars are $20, and all the money goes to the CCFR Women's Program, which means we're, we're going to be getting more women's events out or uh, up and running, and we're, it means more women are going to get into shooting. So if you buy a calendar uh, or, you know, 10 or 12, whatever, uh, and have them signed, um, then all the money goes back into getting ladies <coughs> shooting. Are you okay? You're going to die on us? Okay. Everyone who buys a calendar on Saturday, you're going to receive 50% off in-store purchases, but it's for that day only. just want to let you know that as well.
3: Uh, if I could just jump back in. Mighty Pieces, uh, big two-day UML match will be August 21st to 23rd in Grand Prairie.
2: Cool. All right. Trevor, do you, do you want to talk about the GoFundMe?
3: He, he probably unmuted just to sniff. And now he thinks he's, he's unmuted. <laughs> he's he he's muted. That's muted. Can you All hear right. that? Yeah, that's fine. Thank you right. for visually doing it so I don't have to edit them to edit another welcome. point in the podcast.
2: No <laughs> yeah, I, guarantee, got so Four, right? I, I, I
0: wow. know there's one in there that he missed, so it's going to be hilarious to listen to the show and then not tell him about it.
3: Uh, so lazy.
0: Yeah. Um, A fundraiser has been started through GoFundMe for a uh, close friend of mine who we refer to uh, on the show as uh, Officer Frank. So the reason why we call him Officer Frank is because he used to actually appear on Canadian Reload Radio with uh, Andrew Craig, myself, and uh, Matthew, and uh, he stayed on there until he was told not to come on. Eh, He stayed on there. I don't want to make it sound like he was a regular uh, host, but he made appearances on the show to answer firearms-related legal questions. Um, until his supervisors at work told him, no, he wasn't allowed to, um, because it would be like speaking on behalf of the RCMP, he's not uh, allowed to do that. So anyway, he hasn't been on the show since, believe it or not, the very last episode of Canadian Reload Radio. So um, my connection to Officer Frank is that um, we actually met through a previous hobby And he introduced me to competitive shooting. He introduced me to the uh, Rescue Gun Club. He introduced me to SummerSlam. He's the reason I got a restricted firearms license. He's the reason I got into IPSC. If he had not taken me to the range at the tail end of, uh, I believe it was SummerSlam 3, I never would have gone down the road to be the person I am today involved in the firearms community. It can all directly be traced back to him. He prepared me for my. Back then, you could challenge the course, so he prepared me for the restricted firearms course. He took me to the range to help me practice. Um, We've hunted together, you know. Um, My wife and I spend Christmas Eve with his family. We've been friends now for nearly 20 years. So, um, it it pains me to let the listeners know that Officer Frank was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer he um, started to lose strength in his hands and went for an MRI thinking it was a herniated disc in his neck. And it turned out that it's actually a sarcoma in his neck. So there is uh, a couple of different locations in his body where the cancer is right now. And that's why it's stage four. Stage four simply means it's left its spot of origin and has spread. And the sarcoma in his neck is, um, The biopsy was done in Moncton, New Brunswick, and then the uh, biopsy was sent to Halifax for a second opinion. Um, I have not spoken to him yet today, but it's my understanding that he was in Moncton this morning at the oncology clinic to discuss the results um, that came back from Halifax and to start discussing treatment protocols. He's already been through five radiation treatments, and next it will be, I don't know what it'll be. Uh, I'll, I'll know when I talk to him. Sure. Um, the sarcoma is, is rare. Um, and that's all I know right now, but things that I do know for sure is that cancer is a bitch to fight and mm-hmm. it taxes you mentally, physically, and financially while he's, uh, off work. His wife is off work cause she's not going to leave his side. They've got to, uh, they're going to incur a lot of expenses beyond those covered by his employer's insurance program. And so I'm asking everyone who is a you know a listener to please go check out the GoFundMe. Please give till it hurts. There's a goal on there, and I want to smash it. I don't just want to reach that goal; I want to destroy it. The fundraiser is doing really well in a short amount of time. It's on day six now. Um, I couldn't wait until this episode to start it. Um, I had to start it before then. Um, we looked at and posted information about, uh, potential draws as a way of encouraging people to donate. We cannot do that. Um, I've been advised against that for all kinds of reasons. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't care. I'll say it. I was actually contacted twice by the RCMP in the same day. And on one of those phone calls, I was asked to temporarily suspend the fundraiser because, um, as an RCMP officer, things are very political. Ottawa is aware of the fundraiser, and um, they want to make sure that everything is on the up and up, and that he's protected and they're protected. And I get all that. So there's no way that we can um, start encouraging people to donate and and they could win a gun because that turns it into a raffle, and we're not set up to no. do that. So we're not going to. So um, you know, I've reached out to some dealers and asked them to. Um, make a make a donation and challenge other de- dealers to match and or beat. Um, no dealer has done that yet, but our, our friend over at uh, our friends over at Iron Mountain Cabins in Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, they are very pro gun. Uh, Grant is an Ipswich buddy of mine and a CCFR, if not field officer yet, he soon will be a field officer for Nova Scotia, and they run a really cool off grid camping setup. He did that. He went and made a donation and he, you know, challenged other businesses to match his donation. So the community stepped up in a big way. Rod's uh, shared it. Tracy's shared it. A lot of yep. other gunnies have shared it. So please go donate and, and share this to, uh, cause he can beat this. Um, 18% of people who get sarcomas live. So, you know, he's just as entitled to be part of that 18 as anybody else. He's big as a horse. They don't call him Frank the Tank for nothing. He's strong. He's healthy. Even even right now, he's not quote unquote sick. He's he. There are like he's got it. It's in his lungs and he's coughing, and it's in his neck, and he's he's losing strength in his hands. But he's not like sick. You know what I mean? So um, hopefully things were caught early. But it is stage four, and it is uh, in, a, in a a tight spot in his neck, and it's it it, it, it could be better but it could be worse. So let's, uh, no one fights alone. We don't have a cool slogan like uh, "Bone bonus, not alone, but no one, no one fights alone. He's a gunny. He's a firearms instructor. He helped make me who I am and, uh, I love him. And I hope, uh, I hope you guys are, are going to step up and show some support. Thank you yeah. very much.
3: Thanks, Trevor.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, just wanted to give a shout out to everybody who's already donated. Um, fantastic! We had some. Uh, we even had some uh, gun ranges donate as well. So it was awesome. Thank you, and continue to share it. If you if you can't do- donate, you just don't have the funds. Please share. It. Just do that as well. Yep. All right. Uh, let's talk about well, the news. So, Adriel, you put this in here: gunman kills two. Well,
3: you know, uh, it's uh, it's been a, a bit of an odd uh, Christmas break, and there's been a couple of things that have that have kind of come up in uh, in the in the uh, in that time frame. One of them is U.S. and and uh, uh, the only reason why I wanted to include it was uh, it's a, it's a very clear uh, defensive gun use uh, down in Texas, uh, and it's a very stark change from where they were two years ago. There was a, a church shooting two years ago in Texas; uh, many people died. Uh, uh, they, I don't even think they changed the law. They clarified that yes, you can carry in uh, in churches. So what a lot of churches did down there was, um, whoever had a concealed carry license, they got together and made these little security teams. But like, keep in mind, these are all just parishioners. They're, they're all just regular people who are like going to church and stuff like that. Um, someone tried shooting up uh, a church in Texas, and uh, one of the parishioners uh, stopped yep. him very quickly. And- Six, six seconds yeah six seconds so don't uh, don't tell me uh uh
0: it when people are critical of the expression it takes uh the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun and people say bs you know like the left just- the,
3: the cops will be de- confused when they get there they'll start shooting at each other and you watch like if you've got the stomach for it you watch that video and it's like nope none of that happened People no. responded show immediately. Me a video
0: where, yep. Show yeah. me a video where it does happen. It doesn't.
3: Yeah. Uh, people responded immediately. Uh, one of the persons, people that responded, uh, probably shouldn't have, and it was a little bit too close. But the other person who responded okay. did uh, take down the perpetrator and uh, and stop it very quickly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, 357 Sig sales. Uh, you probably couldn't find one right now in America, yeah. or the ammo.
3: <laughs> Especially the ammo, yeah.
0: Especially yeah. The ammo,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are saying like, "Oh, this guy had like FBI training and all this no. of he stuff." No, he didn't no Yeah, no. he was like a deputy or something like that. And he, he had a shooting reserve.
2: range. He reserve was a
1: reserve deputy, but, yeah. he, but he,
0: but he was an instructor. He did people yep. teach people how to shoot at a range.
1: Yep. Well, what and I'm what,
3: a... um, the reason why I'm bringing that up is a lot of people were putting like saying like, "Oh, he was a professional trained by the government for this stuff." It's like, nah, nah. This is a uh, an instructor who, in his private time, has become very proficient at this kind right. of stuff. and has unless you're
0: global news, and then you mix the two people up completely, <laughs> and and report that it was the gunman who was the firearms instructor.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. That guy yeah. was not.
3: Yeah. Anyways, I thought that was. Uh, I thought it was worth mentioning. Uh, the next one. Uh, this. Uh, is frustrating uh, because I don't know if you, how far you guys read down on that one. So long story short, uh, guy in BC is driving around drunk, uh, yep. wearing body armor with a loaded pistol with a silencer on it. <laughs> uh, has calendar. priors? No, he has priors. He can't. He can't have firearms. Uh, he actually, he actually has I Thought a, we were the problem. He actually has a firearms ban. He he can't have firearms. Uh, so uh, how could that him- be? He had a firearm with a silencer on it. Where he got the license for the silencer? That's what I want to know. Right? <laughs> to okay? okay.
2: <laughs> too Far too far.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, th- three three year sentence. This this guy's straight up like looking around to to whack someone like some sort of like uh, 80s mobster and uh, three years. And he has priors. He has priors. He's driving a Cadillac.
2: No, he's a
3: You've got to drive a black Escalade these days. Come on, guys. Black Escalade. You said 80s gangster. Oh, yeah. True, true. Sorry. Sorry. Mixing my time frames up here. Anyways, three (sighs) years.
2: Three years. Yeah.
3: If you'd break all the weapons laws and drive drunk at the same time, three years, and like that's that's not even your first offense. That's like your third or fourth. He got another. He had uh, a
2: firearms ban. Yeah.
3: He got another one too. After this, you'll be you'll be uh, happy and doubly. Uh, yes, feel much safer knowing that he's got that fourth one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There is no minimum sentencing now. Just Which, saying, like, it used to be five years.
3: Like minimum, like the problem with minimum sentencing is every once in a while an edge case comes in and you're like, oh man, yeah. like this doesn't, yeah. fit, oh that crap, doesn't fit no I got to put it in the jail for five years. But the other issue yeah. is that um, judges aren't incentivized by their recidivism rates or their ability to pick them and choose them in terms of who's going to be correctly rehabilitated or not. So they put someone back out on the streets and they go re-offend doesn't reflect poorly on the judge. Or the no. person uh, meeting out the sentence, right? They so, that's badly
2: on me. Just saying.
3: Okay. Uh, I mean, you just let him out.
2: <laughs> and, no, yeah, no, I don't. I don't All know. right.
3: Uh, maybe you did. I don't know.
2: <laughs> no, I don't let him out. Uh, Let's bring them home. They need a hot okay. <laughs>
3: Bring him inside. It's cold outside. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, this last one is a, a Canadian defensive gun use, which uh, DGU I is like know. the use, use of that one. So. Uh, hey, why do you why do you need firearms? Well, I mean, this is this is one possibility. Someone uh, someone might come into your farm and uh, threaten to take your car with your uh, child in it, and uh, you might have to fight them off. So this is a this is an armed uh, uh, perpetrator tried to steal their car with the kid inside. Guy went inside, got his gun. They had a gunfight, and uh, guy with the uh, guy went inside. One the the, the, yep. the perp ran out of ammo.
0: That's why you know we can't have high cap max.
3: Oh man! Like you read some of this time, we fought with the locks to get the rifles and the bullets, and went outside. Now some of some of this stuff in this story is like mm, I don't know if I agree with that. It said here I shot just beside him to scare him. I don't know if I agree with that. If someone's shooting at you, uh, plug them. Like it's yeah. you're you're fighting for life. Plug them. Don't shoot beside him. I don't I don't know what your point children's is. life. Uh, yeah yeah. They're yeah. saying that the, the guy was shooting indiscriminately at him and into the house. And uh, uh, you know, why, why, uh, why not stop the threat? Anywho, happy story out of uh, Northern Alberta, but crime uh, crime was
2: saved.
3: Child was saved. Crime in, in some of the rural areas is a lot higher than urban because of yeah. this kind of stuff, because people like this is way out in the middle of nowhere. This is 45 minutes away from a detachment, So, for someone to call the cops it's like <laughs> that's 45 minutes until the cops show up and this guy meanwhile in the, in the meantime has you know taken their car with their kid strapped in the back in a in a right. car seat right so
2: yeah the response time is even more than that sometimes because generally in the rural locations what we have is maybe one or two cars covering hundreds oh, of kilometers yeah. and yeah and if they're on the other side of that then good luck they'll they'll meet you for lunch tomorrow and take a yeah. Whatever. Yeah.
3: Okay. Anyways, yeah. Canadian DGU. Mm-hmm. Uh, new gun stuff. You guys heard about the Ruger?
2: Which one? The new the Ruger, Ruger, 56,
3: the Ruger fifty-seven. Ruger 57. Aha. So FN had a 5.7 that was uh, basically like a tuxedo gun because you'd have to be rich to own it. So expensive. <laughs> and the ammo was hard to get too. But now Ruger's mm. got one and it's not so expensive. It's still pretty expensive, but it's not so expensive.
0: Again with the safety though, yeah. Ruger and their safeties,
3: yeah, hmm. yeah. But it's five seven, and it's not. Uh, what's the FN? Is it fifteen hundred? Two grand?
0: Oh, for sure, it's got to be. And yeah. This is probably like nine,
3: eight hundred bucks. I think I say. Oh, there is that the one? Yeah, <laughs> twenty round mags.
1: Hmm. Sweet.
3: Kind of interesting. If you like that round, that's uh. That's your option. I'd like man. it if
0: we could hunt with handguns. I'd like it just fine.
3: What would you hunt with that? Small game?
0: 5-7. Um,
3: 22 bullet going zippy fast, right? Mm-hmm.
0: I guess small game up to like coyotes from a blind maybe. Turkeys. Really? Got
3: to get your one second draw. Present on target <laughs> for that coyote.
0: <laughs> I think... Uh, the rules would allow me to have the gun out already.
3: Ah uh, it's okay. Uh, the next one is making big waves in
2: exciting.
3: in the three gun uh, world because in the three gun world Vortex what
0: it's doing is, is making hilarious memes is what it's doing. <laughs> That's also a one that to six. <laughs> one to six is now for the poor. That yeah. was my favorite. Uh,
3: it was only two thousand bucks. And now uh, now Vortex has come out with a one to ten uh, by 24, uh, Razer HD Gen 3 with an MSRP of $2,900. Right. Woo! But it's 1 to 10. That's 4 more than the 6. That is
1: 4 more than <laughs> four the more 6. 4 more than now, 6, yes. And this
3: is the Razer. So think about this.
0: Like, I just put my Strike Eagle 1 to 6. Mm-hmm. Strike Eagle, not Razer. So if the one to six razors are for the poor's, the Strike Eagle now seems appropriate to be on my SKS because that's where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've I got yeah I got you know I've got my you my literally amazing... have
3: a Strike Eagle on your on an SKS. No,
0: like I I I bought a much better. I had the Viper HST that was supposed to go on the. Um, on the W on the Stag Ten, and then the Strike Eagle One to Six was on the WK, and the Strike Eagle One to Eight was supposed to be on the um, Modern Sporter, and then I bought that Viper. PST Gen 2, that one on the Stag 10, and there was a ripple effect all the way down to ta da! (laughs) My Strike Eagle 1 to 6 by 24 on my Matter Arms SKS.
3: No, that scope is way too nice for that.
1: (laughs) I know. (laughs) But,
0: I mean, with this rail on this chassis, it's awesome.
1: Yeah.
3: Believe it or not, Adrian, You've got too many good optics if if the trickle down has ended up with uh, a Strike Eagle on your SKS. Right? I
0: actually have a Wolf spring kit for this SKS that I have to install and polish this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I said all that with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Makes we took a it difference. To the, I couldn't zero it. I had Ben trying to help me. We couldn't. We couldn't uh, get it. And I bore sighted it first. Now I've had this SKS in this configuration with my loophole one to four shoot a solid four inch at a hundred. So. <laughs> I don't know what, with, with the, uh, domi- the Dominion, I know Kelly, but this has an 11 degree target crown. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm looking forward to getting it back out because, uh, cool. can't, can't abide having a gun that set in. So um, anyway, yeah. For the poor's your one to six scope is, is like your trailer trash. Garbage now. now. Yeah. Throw it garbage. Out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like if you can't run this, this new razor, leave the sport. You're not worthy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, those mid-back Stop with, with it. the one to ten still, still not timing necessary. out on long range. <laughs> How long range? I mean, come on. Man. I
3: shoot with a I shoot with a red dot. Right. Yeah.
0: You got to hit the same target as everybody else. Got to hit. They That's don't a bring them longer. in with the red dot distance. Yeah. So yeah. it's not necessary this one to ten stuff. It's cool, I mean, <laughs> put it on a PRS maybe. Well, no, um, the PRS no, guys no. are probably <laughs> going like twenty four, right?
2: Yeah,
3: uh yeah, it's cool. It's, it's cool. Like the fact that goes to ten, it's cool. It's. A, I think it was
0: expensive. Captain Andy that said, 10 power with a twenty-four objective is like, what's the point? It's the size of the objective is is wasted if not. Sorry, the ten power is wasted if not paired with the proper size objective. I believe mm-hmm. was his comment.
3: It'll make for a very small pupil exit pupil, right?
0: Won't it? I mean. Ten power with a twenty-four? Oh. forever twenty-four was like one to four.
3: I bet you, Vortex has thought about this, and they just threw money at it and made it work. Quite possible. That's it. from the cost. I think. I think that's what they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is the Mossberg uh, nine forty JM Pro. Yeah. So they had the 9:30. Now they have the 9:40. This one's got blinged out with some gold accessories on it. So oh that yeah. Less... yeah, and it
0: jams 10 percent more.
3: It jams no 10 percent less. I think.
0: Oh yeah, mm, it went up yeah. by 10. So the jams go down by 10.
3: You,
1: you, you it says shoot the 10 winner right out of the box
3: <laughs> between jams. You get 10 more shells before a jam. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Maybe they fixed it. I don't know. Like They mm-hmm. did some stuff to it. Looks like they sh- they redesigned just... the gas system.
0: I'm talking crap because I never had a malfunction with my jam.
3: You haven't what? shot like a serious amount of 3-gun with no. it, though. No. no,
0: I have not. I actually sold it to Gallon.
3: Because if you shot oh, a you... serious <laughs> amount of 3-gun with uh, with that shotgun... Now, I have a buddy of mine who has one that works, but that's after he hand polished a whole bunch of the internal surfaces, and that's what he needed to do to get reliability out of it.
0: So, is it just go through a break-in process
3: or what? No, you need to like work oh. on some of the parts.
1: Wow.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah, your your mileage may vary. You may have one and shoot it a, a lot. I find um, none of the serious three gunners I know run one of the, uh, no, run a, a nine thirty.
0: Yeah, and you're right, long. Adriel. If I put a hundred rounds through it, that's it. The guy before me, I don't know how much he put through it because um, I don't think he was shooting three-gun. He had it. He decked it out with some mess of tactical stuff, ripped all that off, flogged it on a CGN.
3: Yeah. Put on yeah you got to run like 20,000 rounds through a shotgun. And I mean, you're going to get jams in there just due to ammunition and, and shotgun yeah. shells and that kind of thing. But just, just, just to see how it does and, and whether it's, it's good or not. This one might be good. It's got a couple of things that we're starting to see more on on uh, on firearms, like the adjustable shims for the uh, for the length of pull. I'm loving that we're seeing that more in and uh, more firearms. Um, and it's got a pre beveled uh, loading port, so the loading port's already kind of ready to rock and roll for uh, for quad loading. Uh, and uh, it's very flashy and neat looking, and uh, some people like that. The uh, chokes are also um, uh, external, they stick out the end there, so you can grab them and grab them with your hand instead of using a choke wrench.
1: Mm. That's kind of neat. Well,
0: you, I mean, yeah, you can buy those chokes anyway.
3: Yep. And then uh, Wolverine selling a Hundo thing.
0: Now, I want to tell everyone that not all Hundos are created equally. This is the third. A Hundo is the name. The nickname given to a case gauge, that case gauge is 100 rounds of pistol ammunition at a I time. I think so, it's
3: the shock bottle one that's the hundo, right?
0: Correct. Yeah. The shock bottle one. I am biased because I own it. So I think it's the best, but it's it may have been the one that come out first. Mm-hmm. There's this one. There's the shock bottle. And um, there's another one that uh, Fast Toys in manitoba cells that is also a hun a hundo case gauge um but it's um
3: they got the shock it, bottle one
0: you got the shock bottle one
3: no fast toys they sell the fast shock toys bottle. has both oh do they, they have,
0: yeah they have two kinds because i placed an order for a um shock bottle and it wasn't in so they offered me the other one and i'm like no i'm good thank you mm. and um in the end, I wanted to buy, from, or I wanted to buy from from a Canadian retailer, and they didn't have. I wanted specifically the shock bottle, and they didn't have it. So um, they have a double alpha.
1: From,
0: yeah, I got it from the states, and I saved twenty eight dollars and got a free flip tray. Mm. So right now, the shock bottle is one hundred and forty five at Fast Toys, and the yeah. double alpha is one sixty five. Yeah, I don't believe it was the double alpha they offered me, mm. but.
3: And then this one is a hundred bucks. Yeah. It goes all the way through. Does it, do yours go all the way through? The yes. And there's, yeah. a, there's a reason for that. So when it's
0: laying flat on the bench, you put them in and there's just about the case mouth sticking above like the rim mm-hmm. sticking above the case gates. And then you pick it up off the table and they all drop down or they don't. Mm. And the ones that don't drop into position freely on their own. Those are your rejects. Those yeah. become the practice ammo. So the reason why I say they're not all created equal is tolerances.
3: Well, and whether they cut it for a match chamber or a regular nine millimeter chamber, because like your shadows and probably your red back has probably got a pretty tight chamber on it as well, right?
1: It has a
0: match chamber. Mm-hmm. And I know this because ammo that goes into the Dillon case gauge. Mm hmm won't necessarily feed in my red back, but yeah. ammo that passes in the hundo from shock bottle does go into the, mm. the red back. So yeah. um, you want to make sure you're getting it from a company that's using sharp tools all the time. So the tolerances don't change from one um, case gauge to the next and that they are
3: actually using tight tolerances. Yeah. Is this aluminum? They're aluminum, yep. right? Aluminum. Ah, they can cut like millions of these things before their tooling will wear out. It's, but it is a question of whether they're using match chambers or not. Yeah, and if you use the NTM
0: cases, mm-hmm. those flip trays are a must. I've I put this on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. My Instagram name has changed to Alpha Trolley No Shoot, and I've taken a picture of each of the stages, putting the uh, the the ammo into the case gauge, and then. You um, put the flip tray onto the case gauge. Then you flip those two items over. You remove the case gauge. Now your rounds are sitting in the flip tray. Then you take your NTM case, put it on top, flip it over one more time. Bada boom, bada bang. You've got a hundred pieces of ammo stuck into a, a case or into a, a bullet box within seconds.
3: Put them all in. Put that thing on top. Flip it over. Put any other thing. Put it into the MTGM case. Flip it good. over. Yeah,
0: yeah. Neat. Yeah, you can see them all at the same time, so you can look at all the primers. You can rub your hand over the over the primers to make sure you know if you're more tactile, you want to make sure there's no high primers. And um, yeah, you gotta like touch sit... them all
3: because they're yours. You gotta lick them too. Yeah, yeah you no gotta claim them. Use them. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Actually, no one else picks them up. And uh, gotta lick them. Yeah. yeah, it's cool, man. When you pick it up, and they don't drop down on their own that's how you that's that's your reject
3: yeah well and uh most like a lot of people don't use case gauges up until they're reloading they're shooting shooting a match and they start getting jams and when i mean jams i mean the cartridge won't chamber and they've got to rack it out and keep going and that costs time and eventually you get to the point where like "Mm, i don't like that i don't want to do that anymore and that's where doing 100 at a time is the way to go
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're doing one at a time, that's that's for the poor. You might as well be using six-bar scopes. <laughs> so, the other thing, um, what I do is all the ones that don't pass, I put them aside. And then when I've got a hundred that do pass, then I take them and I put them. The ones that didn't pass, I put them in a different location on the case gauge in case there's a burr or dirt or something. I want to make sure that they don't pass on several in indic- the several slots. Or holes in the case gauge. And I know for sure it's the ammo and just not a piece of mm. dirt or something that was in there.
3: Yeah. Then you give that that's your their friend ammo. Like whenever you take yeah. someone out to the range, you're like, here's yep. you, I got a bunch of ammo right just for you.
0: Did that to McClatchy in a three gun once? I gave him some ammo that wasn't case gauge and it didn't feed in his rifle. Oh man, I'm still hearing about that even though he's not even on the show anymore.
2: <laughs> I'll remind him to call you.
0: Every once in a while my ears are burning and I'm like, he's telling that ammo story again. <laughs>
2: cool all right
3: i'm not the host
2: i know i am all right so we're all done yes nope all right (laughs) why don't we check in and the main topic we didn't actually we've already done main topic we just talked about and i totally put this in the wrong spot any listener feedback from youtube by the way
0: we're not on youtube we're on facebook and uh most face back you too. You know what? I'm taking I, uh, this out altogether. This
3: Tyler was a, saying. Uh, Vortex is pricing themselves out of consideration for most people, especially with half their optics being made in China. <laughs> it's a very expensive scope. I don't think that it one's is. made in China, is it? Uh,
0: no, I don't well, think the razors are. No.
2: Oh, but
0: the strike eagles still are. Yeah, mm-hmm. But the um, some of the vipers, maybe like the viper. PST, maybe. I think they do China, Japan, and America.
3: America. All right, cool.
2: Okay, so listener feedback. Let's get into that. Listener feedback is brought to you by, uh, it's sponsored by DC, um, Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Uh, check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. You can also check him out on Facebook. And also on Instagram as well. And uh, Trevor, you put some stuff in here. Like, it's, yeah, he's uh, got a
0: blowout. He's getting out of the Winchester and Browning uh, lines because. Really? He was the only one in the region carrying them and then two other people in the region started carrying them. So there's no need for three yeah. dealers in the region, one of them being Canadian Tire, to all carry the same lines. So yeah. he's clearing out what he has left in stock. So for Browning, he's got the A5 Striker 12 gauge, which is a three and a half inch chamber with a 26 inch barrel, 15.99. You know this gun, Adriel?
3: Yeah. Browning uh, A5? I, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I'm using for my three gun shotgun. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 15, oh, it, it is,
0: yeah, 1600 bucks. It's, uh, well, fifteen ninety nine, twenty six 26 yep. inch barrel, 3.5-inch chamber. And I believe it's already out the box set up for five rounds of 3.5. I don't even think you have to do anything to it.
3: Uh, Did it have an extension tube on it? Yeah. What?
0: Yeah, I'm what? almost sure. Yeah, I'm um, almost sure.
3: That 26-inch barrel's nice, too, because mine's 28. And just to oh, have yeah. a little bit less would be nice. Like, I, I really like a 24 or 26-inch shotgun. Swims fast and
0: if you own a Versamax and have a 28-inch barrel, I got a 26 for sale. Let me know. Um Browning A B three composite stalker in 243. I'm looking at this because I was yakking not long ago but not having anything chambered 243. That's 599. A Browning BPS Field 12 gauge, 26 inch, 599. Browning Maxis Wicked Wing, 1849, Browning X Bowl Hunter in 30 out six, eight ninety-nine. X-Bolt stainless stalker. I like this a lot. It's Thirty out six. It's stainless. It's X-Bolt. It's eleven fifty. Winchester. We're into the Winchester now. There's a Winchester Model seventy Sporter. It's beautiful. It's polished. It's got a deep blue, rich finish. It's a really nice gun. It's in three hundred Win Mag. It's one thousand ninety nine. Then there's a Winchester X-SXP Field twenty gauge, twenty six inch barrel, four fifty nine. Winchester XXP Shadow Defender. That's that pump action 12 gauge with a pistol grip. Uh, Four fifty nine. SXP Shadow Marine Defender. Same idea, only it's got the defend the uh, marine coat on it. It's kind of like a matte stainless forty nine. Winchester XPR three hundred Winchester short mag. Uh, when you really need to reach out and and uh, touch something fast, that's five fifty. Winchester XPR Hunter 7mm REM mag 599 so there's some deals to be had there guys
2: go out and contact Denny I like the AB3s so, the,
3: the AB3s are uh like the magazine fit on the bottom isn't that that good but the trigger is I really like the trigger on the AB3 and the uh, uh oh crap what's their other one Nope, gone. All Browning, right. Browning X bolt, X bolt. That's the one. Triggers yeah. on the both of those is really good, are, are really good.
0: The X bolt stainless stalker in 30 out i I'm, I'm, mm, I'm
3: selling liking. one of those. That exact you... that exact thing, brand new in box for way less than that.
0: You cutthroat bastard.
3: <laughs> hey, you said you wanted to buy it. I'm not. I'm not depriving uh, sales to, right. to any uh, end user.
0: You're right. We'll have to talk.
2: Okay, let's talk uh, listener feedback. I put it er, in the er, totally feedback. wrong spot. It's in main oh. topic. Close yeah. enough. So, uh, Adriel, do you want to read the first one from Renee? From Renee, Hello, Slamfire.
3: I was very sad on last week to hear about the recent policy updates done to YouTube to no longer allow the showing of firearms on a live feed. I will greatly miss listening and watching to your show each Thursday when I return home from work. I'm very upset about these recent changes by YouTube. I have reached out several times now to their staff with no response as to why this was done. I would like an answer from them. I feel with the current state of firearms rights in Canada and the U.S., this is just another tool Big Brother is using to censor legal firearms owners. When I get a reply, I'll share it with you. Uh, until then, we'll uh, until then we'll continue watching on Fridays. Thank you from Renee. Uh, now I don't know if you guys have followed, but uh, uh, C.N.R. Uh, cnr Arsenal got demonetized completely. Demonetized. Really. And they do like, like clean above the board historical stuff, and uh, yeah, they got demonetized. I had a buddy of mine just say that they just released a video, and they were saying range footage may be a no go. You can't have shooting machine guns on the range. Wow, this is like I'm just getting this in now, so I'm not sure if this is uh, if this is the case or not. But uh, YouTube's the time's ticking. So that's why we're we're now on GunStreamer. We're doing this on Facebook. Facebook will probably ke- like kick this kind of stuff off as well. Uh, so we'll be we'll have to have our own platforms for this kind of thing. It's a legal activity. The only thing these guys are doing is uh, is deplatforming us. So okay. we need we need our own platform that uh, is invincible to this kind of stuff. I don't oh. think you're gonna have any uh, Renee. I don't think you're gonna have any luck with YouTube. Uh, oh. Alphabet and Google are. Have a very clear path of uh, wokeness, and I don't think they'll—I uh, don't think they'll budge on this kind of stuff. No,
2: yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. So, I'm surprised. I'll be surprised if they—he actually hears back from them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll read the one here from Ray, Ray B. He says, hey there, I'm currently looking into 22s for the purpose of a maple seed event. Woo! Uh, I heard you talk about the Ruger 10-22 and the Savage Mark II, and I will look into them. But have you had any experience with the CZ450 or the Tikas? Um, Also possibly looking into a new uh, Bergera. Those are nice. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, they're expensive, but those are nice. Um, looking for some input on going cheap? Well, it's not a big error then. And, oh, and building up or just uh, spend the extra and get the quality right off um, right off the line. Also, a question for Kelly. How often are the dates for Maple Seed updated? <laughs> uh, so, uh, why don't we go back to the build cheap and I'll talk to you about the Maple Seed uh, dates. We'll just do it as we go. Um. My best advice to you is don't go super cheap. Uh let, the reason that we say 1022 and Savage Mark II is because those are proven and they work well. Uh the Savage Mark II is obviously a bolt. Uh 1022 is a semi-auto. So uh you can do all kinds of things with your Ruger 1022 and change it out, personalize it for you, make it fit you. Um but you can actually start with just a super cheap uh, super cheap rifle. Uh, the reason that maple seeds kind of work is because you go there and you actually use the rifle that you normally use. Please, please though. Um, I, I would love for you to bring whatever you usually shoot, but if you're using a lever action, um, uh, two fed, don't bring it. Um, you know, the Cooey single shot, don't bring it. Uh, just bring a, a, a good reliable rifle. You don't good. need a Baguera. Yeah. Good platform
3: yes. that, uh, a good platform to learn on, not the platform that's going to get like get in the way and make it harder. Something that makes it easy.
2: Right. So just, and then you can actually, I would suggest buying something that's cheap, reliable, you know, it's going to work. And then you can actually go out and buy something else. So like, for example, the Beguera, which is fantastic, but you'll have the skills at that point. So that's my, that's my, my advice. Uh, anybody else got anything different?
3: Uh, are there any bolts that have a flush fit magazine? Ruger has one, don't they? Doesn't <laughs> five American? in America? Ruger American takes a, a a ten shot flush mag, right? Right. right. Absolutely. Yep. So, yeah, like, I was, I was thinking about the this. Same- Uh, uh, before when the the liberal gun ban like what if they ban all semi-autos including rim fires well then you would have to go to bolt for something like this what bolt would you want you want something with flush mags because with a lot of the rifles that have a a mag that sticks out your uh, hand juts into it and then you cause misfeeds because it's uh, uh, you're applying pressure to it because your hand wants to be there and you're pressing it sideways and now you, you can't load it or whatever right so um, I would think that the flush fit ones that have a, a flush bottom would be good. Maybe the Ruger American Rimfire because it takes the 10 round
0: yep. and uh, the Ruger Max. Precision. Yep. Ruger Precision of them also
3: them runs the 10-22 mech. Get one of those.
2: But those are a little bit more expensive too than like the Savage Mark II. So if yeah. you, you want to just go cheap, uh, but as I said, reliable, and then and then you can actually look at something different after that once you have the skills. Uh, So you're asking about the maple seed updated. So with respect to posting our schedules, we're currently working on them. You already heard that Adriel is working on Alberta. Uh, We have some other... instructors now in the different regions so they're also going to be working on their own schedules as well we have uh, somebody doing the east coast we have some people in bc that we're going to be talking to in the next little bit and they're going to be starting to look at bc he's in Fraser. i think he's in Fraser valley so you're in bc um so um bc is a little bit more hit and miss we don't have as many um we don't have as many Instructors out there, we'll probably have to go to BC this year again, just to try and get some more instructors in training, and then get our shoot bosses um, give them some support as well. So uh, we're trying. We're going to try and post all of our year uh, as soon as possible. Do it first, and then um, fill in. Uh, odds and ends. If we decide that we're going to have um, one of events or, or 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 anything like that, so um, probably by the end of February or um, beginning of March, we'll hear back from all the ranges and then we'll post our schedule. I'm just saying that. Don't hold me to it, but that's what our plan is. So yeah, or that's what we're hoping. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. So he says also a question regarding the stu the semi autobands. Well we just talked about that. Looking into the future and say the, uh, they ban the AR fifteen and such variants. Is the L- is the LAR-15 or LAR or L A R a variant or a pistol?
0: Uh, it's a variant. Yeah. yeah. It's an AR fifteen pistol yeah. it'll go to.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So still the
3: mags though. We'll still have the mags for this mystery gun that is prohibited. You can own an A K forty seven mag right now. You can Yeah, own, we've uh, got a
0: couple of guns that use yeah, them.
3: Yeah. Yep. So the mags will still be around. Right. Okay. The mags aren't controlled. Well, they're not supposed to be controlled, but they they still
2: try. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Trevor, can you get this one from Edmund?
0: Sure, from Edmund. Hi, guys and gal. A belated Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I just got caught up on the last few episodes, and I have some comments. It's great to hear many of the show fans use the Cabela's affiliate link when making their Black Friday purchases. You were looking, if, you were looking for another place to host the show since YouTube has gone to the dark side. I recall Adriel looked into Pornhub in the past. It's a Have great. A channel. It has great infrastructure, doesn't censor, offers HD capabilities, and we're all <laughs> familiar with the platform. All Have right. you considered it again? It was. Uh, I was disappointed that Matthew didn't show up for the Christmas show. With so much absenteeism, Trevor can claim the title for longest running Canadian firearms podcaster, going all the way back to Canadian Reload Radio days. It's inter- and, Well, everything is a contest. So if that's the thing, I can start claiming. I guess that's it. I'm the longest running Canadian program podcaster.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you, Edmund. You want, and you good night. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: it's interesting. Trevor expressed an interest in double barrel shotguns. I used to have a semi-auto for trap and skeet, but a year and a half ago, I bought a Canuck over under 12 gauge on sale for under $500 from SFRC and haven't looked back. Wow. It swings so nicely. I can have different chokes for each shot, example mod, then full, or for wobble or international trap. I get low bore axis and no flip when I fire the under barrel first, which allows for a quick second shot. Don't e- I don't eject empty shells all over the field, and cleaning is so much easier. I like over-unders so much, I now picked up a used uh, Browning Satori, which is a very, very nice over-and-under shotgun, in a Black Friday sale. It's too bad Cooey didn't make a double barrel. Otherwise, Trevor could have satisfied two desires with one purchase. Keep up the podcasting, and I look forward to another year of great shows, Edmund.
3: Ah. It reminds me of uh, a discussion I had with uh, Jason Philp about uh, shotguns. And he goes deep, deep oh, yeah, on, yeah. Uh, on very nice uh, very nice trap shotguns. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I have a feeling that Edmonds is going, going down that path. He started yep. with a Canuck over-under. Now he's looking into a Browning Satori. Before you know it, he'll have, like, uh, the price made. the price of a new car into a shotgun.
0: <laughs> right. And you can do that, no problem. Very easily. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For something that has so few moving parts, they're very expensive.
3: Yeah. Oh, it can be.
2: All right. Adriel, Tom.
3: All right. Oh, I'll, I'll read Tom's email. I was actually. You talking, know, I was talking you to know Tom who about Tom this is? last night. Yeah. I'm glad he emailed in. Uh, hi there. I've been eagerly following Trevor's journey into the world of 7.62x40WT. In episode 335, just after Trevor's rant about 6.5 Grendel, and then asked <laughs> if there was a 6mm cartridge that uses two 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 Remington as a parent case, turns out that there is 6x45, a.k.a. 6x223. Uh,
0: it might be a typo. It would have been two two three Rem. Rem? Two two
3: three Rem. Maybe yeah. there's a two two two.
0: There is, but I wouldn't have asked for it. Not mm-hmm. when I have copious amounts two two three brass. So I'm not sure. You have to clarify that first, Tom. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, this is the two two three cartridge necked up. Oh, two two three. There you go. Necked so up this- to a six millimeter uh, projectile. I'm wondering if there is any chance that Trevor could start experimenting with this cartridge <laughs> next. It's not like he has any kids that are competing for his disposable income. <laughs> it also save me a lot of money. And probably be just as entertaining and informative as ex- his experiment with seven six two by forty WT. Thanks, Tom O.
1: <laughs> Very <laughs> I love Tom.
3: interesting. What are the bullet weights it's with with it's six millimeter two two three?
0: Ninety grains so far I only see one listing and it's a 90 grain bullet so it's a 6 millimeter, 90 grain bullet in a, in a 45 case so it's by 45 it's not by 40 there's no trimming and we're talking at the muzzle 2700
3: oh that's uh, that's okay that's okay yep. that'll take a deer yeah yeah and huh that's very interesting it wouldn't say have the same feeding problems as your 6.5 grandals and that kind of thing
0: exactly And again, the only thing you change is the barrel.
3: He was also talking to me last night about the 300 Hammer? Yes. Now,
0: if I had known any better, uh, he's not, is he done reading? Yeah. Uh, The email is done. Yes, the 300 Hammer came out after the 762 by 40 WT. And it's just a beefed up, angrier version of the 7.62 by 40 WT, and it allows you to actually get bullets up to 150 grains in this caliber. I think it's what Bill Wilson wanted in the first place when he started playing with the 7.62 by 40. They claim legitimate 30-30 ballistics out of an AR-15 yeah. with the 300 hammer. Yeah. If I had known it existed, if I had to do it all over again. I'd go 300 hammer.
3: 300 hammer. So, word to the wise, if you're looking for a 30 caliber 223, yep. 300 hammer.
0: And also, and I I will have to double check this, but unlike the 7.62 by 40 WT, I believe the 300 hammer receives SAMI spec
1: hmm.
0: or Sammy approval. So, if it's the 7.62 by 40 is a complete wildcat, it's not it's not been SAMI approved, so the availability of commercial this
3: guy is, but I don't know.
0: Like, I don't care about his. Well, <laughs> what the Sammy guy does is he puts a stamp of approval on stuff and then com- manufacturers start to make that ammo and sell it commercially. And that has not to really happened.
2: Right, <laughs> That's the it, important it, part. <laughs> it, needs to, it, it needs to be Trevor approved.
0: Well, that's all in my world. It needs to be, but <laughs> unless you're going to roll, unless, unless you're going to roll your own. Yeah. Um, not every, you know, a lot of guys would love to have a 300 hammer, but aren't into reloading or wildcatting. So, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Yep. Okay. Neat. Yeah. If you'd like to email the show, uh, send us an email at slamfireradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And let's uh, do some shout outs. Trevor, do you got any?
0: Um, yeah, absolutely. To everyone who has contributed to uh, Francois Levesque's GoFundMe and all those people who have shared it, thank you so much. And uh, we will, of course, keep the show, the listeners updated. There's a lot of listeners who have met Francois over the years. Like Francois would be working and we'd be having a party here because there's a match going on. And all of a sudden, someone come running in the kitchen go, Trevor, the cops are here. Right. <laughs> Frank would just walk into the house like you owned the place, right? And just some of the guys who <laughs> who even recognize him would just shut up at first, right? To watch the <laughs> other people freak out. A cop just the walked in. Like, We're busted. Yeah, it was always so awesome. So um a lot of guys know him. A lot of girls know yeah. him. A lot of gunnies know him. And uh a lot of people in the community know him. Just a super guy. So um there's some listeners that have met him, but I haven't seen him in a long time, so I'm sure they're interested in knowing how his health is and stuff. So, um, you know, I will uh, continue to share uh, updates, and hopefully, they'll be very yeah. positive.
2: Yeah, we'd love to hear updates mm-hmm. on them. Okay, Adriel, what about you?
3: Uh, yeah, just the uh, guys at uh, Three Gun taking my stuff and uh, and running with it, so I don't have to. So I can. I'm, That's I'm what be, you have written. You have else ABC'd. written. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I. I <laughs> I would like to spend next year doing a ton of maple seed, and I couldn't do that if I was also adding a bunch of stuff on three guns. So I'm glad that I got the time because um, the amount of uh, maple seeds I have will be uh, uh, trying on my marriage. I think uh, as it is right now.
2: <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> no, and why are you sorry?
3: I picked. I picked that schedule. I made that schedule, not you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm still sorry. Um. And I also wanted to say thank you to the three gunners that took over for you too, because <laughs> you're making my life easier or harder. I don't know which it is yet, so we'll see. Easier, um, I think. What?
3: Easier, I think. But yeah, I need you to put a to. ton of stuff in the mail. Just like load up a, a delivery truck full of like targets and like send them west.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we can do that for you. Okay, uh, y'all done. Okay, I wanted to give a shout out to everybody, uh, particularly Stacy and Bill for hosting us, but also to Autumn and Greg and and uh, even Gallen, although he says he's not listening all that often anymore. Just letting you know um, for the fantastic time that we had down in Michigan and also for taking us to the range and just, you know, the whole entire week was really, really good. I needed it. So just wanted to say thank you for that and give you guys a shout out. I'll t- let's talk about uh, Patreon. Uh, we do have actually, so uh, Eric Dell, he's upped his Patreon pledge. You guys can do that. If you're already a Patreonie and you want to show us your love, you can actually go in there and change your pledge as well or your Patreon uh, contributions and, you know, an up it if you'd like to. It doesn't uh, work in the
3: reverse. You can't actually drop it, it's impossible. Nope.
0: No, they come through like black helicopters. Yeah overhead yeah it's not you know just yeah. don't do it
2: yeah but uh thank you to everybody who are already patreonies um and we'd love to see more of you too uh, it allows us to actually um you know do this do the shows um and the high quality uh you know cameras that we have on our computers i really do have to get the computer new computer or laptop set up don't i um mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah, what's potato so. <laughs> I'll do Somebody that, made a
0: comment about your uh there's yeah, obviously yeah. no uh, no filters on the feed or something. I don't know what they're what they're talking about, but you look better on Instagram. I don't know.
2: Yeah. In that's what you said. That's what and, I said. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like me.
2: <laughs> well, it kinda does. It, it does <laughs> actually. <laughs> it was you. Uh so yeah. If you'd like to um show us a little bit of love go to patreon.com and backslash slam fire radio or just search it and you know and up your, your pledge or whatever uh, and that's about it so what we'd like to do is actually just uh, why don't you go over to Cabela's? Uh, go on our website first <laughs> go to there's a little link there it's so that's
0: about it except for the five more minutes I need to talk
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay go to our website <laughs> If you're going to Cabela's, you might as well go through our website. when it's
0: time to say that's about it, she won't say it. When the show is actually done, she'll just kind of hang there for a second. (laughs) I can't wait. Go,
2: go, go. You done? Okay. (laughs) Go click on the Cabela's link. Go shopping. We get a little bit of kickback as well. Uh, Go over to the CCFR website. Join them. They're a fantastic organization for all of us gunnies. Also, join us on Gunners Canada. There's a thread there, and you can talk to us there. There's some comments on there recently, so thank you. And
3: go sign and, that uh, that petition.
2: You yeah. know what? We didn't put the petition on there. No. No, we've talked about it before. Spend the
3: petition
0: until it's closed, and it's not closed, sign the petition. Right.
2: seventy-seven. Thousand signatures already, but it's not nowhere it's near kinda where it needs like, to be. I know it's kind of sad, especially you people in Newfoundland. What the hell? Just saying, you need like 735 people. Really? Anyways, okay. Uh, like us on Facebook, and that's it. Good night, everyone. Bye. Good night.